pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the 2013 We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 11, The First Pick Podcast. You can find us at The First Pick Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. You can look us up, The First Pick Podcast on Facebook. You can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Twitter, on Instagram. How about you, Vince? How you feeling? Welcome, everyone. It is Friday, September 13th. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombats. And you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Vinny Goombots. And you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcast Addicts, Apple iTunes, and my favorite, PodCoin. Welcome to episode 11. On this day in 1909, 110 years ago. Kev, what were you doing 110 years ago? Man, I wasn't even a thought. My great-grandma was just, my great-grandma was one year old. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> she was born in 1908. So I Think about that kind of stuff. My <laughs> grandfather wasn't even born yet. He was born in 1930, so that's wild. But anyway, 1909, Ty Cobb clinches the American League home run title with his ninth home run all inside the park. Wow. That's wild. That mm. is. That is. Also, also in 1999, 20 years ago, the Denver Broncos retire the number seven jersey. You know who that is. John Elway. So those are what's going on on this day in history brought to you by onthisday.com. And I say brought to you by, it's not like they're a sponsor. I mean, uh, on this day, if you want to be a sponsor, holler at us. <laughs> we're just giving them credit we're for, just, for We're just giving you credit because I don't want nobody coming after me. <laughs> onthisday.com. We are going to run down some news and notes. Our recap of Thursday night snooze ball. I mean, Thursday night football. My apologies. <laughs> I agree, man. It was pretty bad. And Cam Newton, yuck. Mm. You mean Medea? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, week two, NFL preview. Our with it or against it segment for fantasy football. Kevin, what we got for uh, our first pick news and notes updates? So first, I just wanted to say that... The USA was downed by France a couple days ago. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's over. Six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz, who is also French, just dominated us defensively. Uh, we couldn't do anything. Our biggest problem was our the offensive basketball. Our biggest problem was our best players wasn't playing. That's just what the deal was. And the next thing you know, we, we play in a, in a consolation match, and we lose that one to Serbia. So, you know, so the best we can have now is fifth place. Um, that's where we're at, but we are good for Japan. Our boys are going to be back. We're going to have the, the team that we should have, and then we'll we'll restake our claim. We haven't lost a gold medal since 2006. I don't plan on losing one in 2020. We'll see what those boys have, have coming up. Embarrassment. <laughs> it, it could be better. We could be better. Also, Antonio Brown, as everybody knows, we ain't spending no time on this dude, but he was, he, he was served papers for a civil lawsuit for allegedly sexually assaulting 
insulting uh, uh, a trainer he used to have. It looks like a young lady three times. We'll see what comes of that. The Patriots came out and reported that they didn't know what was going on as far as the, the lawsuit was concerned before that. They do every team actually, every NFL team actually has a security team who does detail and things like these when they bring in a player or there's somebody controversial. They have investigation teams, but obviously you're not going to be able to find a civil lawsuit before it's filed. It was filed in the last week, so there was no way they were going to be able to find that out. I'm never in uh, favor of this, but that dude, whoever the guy is for the New England Patriots, he needs to be fired. All right, You got a guy with dealing cocaine. You have a coach recording other coaches. You have a quarterback deflating footballs. And now you got a guy getting accused of rape. Don't forget the murderer, too. So whoever's over there in New England, they ain't doing their job. Sounds like there's a Jets fan on the other side of that. I, I, like other NFL teams don't have issues, man. I get it. What, and it's not what, often that, that you hear about issues? serial killers on teams. But the, the Carolina Panthers had that same problem about 20 years ago. Ray Carew? Yes. So uh, they're not the only ones who, who run into. They can't control what a man does in the street. I'm just busting chops. I, I know you are. I, I get it. You're going you to take a poop on the Patriots anytime you can. Anytime <laughs> I can. And also, I'll just add on top of that, I put it up on the, the First Pick Pod page on Instagram and Facebook today that Warwick Dunn put out uh, another house, his 145th house, and something that people don't know about. I love that dude, man. Uh, he's wonderful. He's been doing it since he's been with Tampa Bay. That's awesome. He man. came from a single mother. They were given something, and now he's been paying it forward since that day. 145 houses to single mothers with children, and you know who got one? Deshaun Watson, who plays for the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson benefited from Warwick Dunn's program of the home and him and his mother lived in and now what's Deshaun Watson going to do he's going to pay it for that's dope I love that I just got the chills telling y'all about that that's what it's about man it is it is so I put it up on the first pick pod trying to spread a little positivity because you know it seems the media only cares about the knuckleheads out there so I just wanted to spread that out does Tom Brady do stuff like that Tom Brady does all kinds of stuff like that I don't see it him and his breadwinning wife (laughs) they're they're Mm. out there all the time doing that that good stuff go ahead Warwick do what you gotta do bro (laughs) I don't see touchdown Tommy doing that. Um, but that's all I have. There's really not much else going on in sports. Uh, we are we talk, no, tennis is gone and injury updates. What we got oh, for there? Oh yes. Let's so talk, talk to the people. Yes, the Washington Redskins. Darius Geis had knee surgery yesterday, so he's going to be out for the next six to eight weeks. Mm, yeah, fantasy owners, time to hit the panic button. Make sure you get that AP if you don't already have them. And and if you're in leagues like us and you're looking for AP now, you already lost. <laughs> so you go you go with AP. Right, that's the 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 nickname or acronym or because of his initials. Correct? Yes. See, I've always gone with AD. Remember his nickname all day. Yes, actually, so yeah. I always wonder where people roll with that one. Is it AD or AP? So I, you I go rather, AP. I rather AP. I like AP because when I say AD, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like if you really know football, and I say, "Oh yeah, AD," you're like, "Oh, you're talking about Adrian Peterson." Right. You know what I mean, um, we'll get to that, but I think he's a immediate start. You got him on your team. Yes. I throw him in. He's going to be running angry. Yeah, what, what, what happened last week with the healthy The healthy scratch? scratch? Absolutely. Oh, man. I think that dude's going to be out there trying to prove a point. And uh, if you got him on your roster, uh, if you drafted him, you were really smart. And if you picked him up on the waiver wires, good for you also. Kudos either which way. But I think he's definitely a good flex option, RB2, depending on your situation. Uh, but we will get to that. Continue with the uh, injury updates. Uh, no problem. So that's Darius Geis. And just a few guys for you guys to keep in your mind because they're coming into the week. They're coming into the weekend with really being questionable. You have Sterling Sharp. There's Tyler Lockett. There's Joe. 
There's Sterling Shepard. I apologize. Sterling Sharp was a phenomenal receiver for Brett Favre in the 90s, which is Shannon Sharp's Kevin's older about brother. about two decades yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Let me reset that for you guys. So we have You want to start Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> and Richard Todd, I've had Terry trouble. Bradshaw. I've had trouble with names. I, I did it with Cody Latimer and Cortland Sutton yesterday also. But uh, so back to the list. There's Joe Mixon. There's Tyler Lockett. There's Sterling Shepard. Those are some of the biggest names that I saw. Baker Mayfield had the hand issue, but he's already been seen uh, throwing footballs. Baker, take a break this week, man. (laughs) You You can sit down, Baker. So uh, those are just a few other names for you guys to keep a lookout going into this weekend. So what else do you have, Vince? James Conner also. James Conner's dealing with an illness. If you're the James Conner owner, just something you want to monitor. If you uh, see anything spiked about the illness, you might want to go get uh, Jalen Samuels if he's not already rostered. Or if you want to go a little bit deeper or if you're in a deeper league, Benny Snell Jr. Uh, That's only, obviously, if James Conner does not play. I don't foresee that. We're still two days away from, you know, football. But you never know what's going on with these dudes. And sometimes uh, they don't take care of themselves. And that illness could be a little bit more than we expected. Right. And Um, just and then another addition is Le'Veon Bell. Just to keep in mind, he had the MRI on the shoulder. Nothing really going on with the shoulder. Everything seems to be good. There's no tears. There's no breaks. There's no rips. But just... Just in case, you might want to pick up Ty Montgomery. This is coming from Vince. Or Bilal Powell. Or or Bilal Powell. I think think Ty Montgomery is clearly the better option because I think think he can do both pretty well. He can catch really well. He used to be a receiver for the Green Bay Packers who turned to running back. But he plays on Monday. And if something crazy happens with Le'Veon Bell, you need somebody to start on Monday. So if you have Le'Veon, maybe stash somebody that can start in replacement of him on Monday night. And uh, like Kev said, I, I believe uh, Bilal Powell is the better running back, but I think Ty Montgomery is the better option, and that's because Sam Darnold won't be playing. They might be doing a lot of checkdowns with Trevor Simeon, and this is, of course, only if you know Le'Veon Bell does not play. Now, evaluate your situation, people. If you have Le'Veon Bell and you're smoking your opponent going into Monday Night Football and they don't have anybody playing and you're already winning, then you don't got to worry about it. But if it's a close game, they might have a tight end going. They might have a kicker. If they got like Ninjoku or a kicker and you're only winning by a few points or something like that, you want to make sure you solidify that win and keep an eye on what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. You might want to roster Ty Montgomery or Bilal Powell. It's precautionary, but why not do it rather than not? You know what I'm saying? If they, you might have an expendable player on your bench, drop them, pick up Ty Montgomery or Bilal Powell. They are almost unowned in every league except for our 16-man league. Right. And I think somebody just dropped Ty Montgomery too, which rightfully so. He really doesn't have to be rostered. Right. Especially Le'Veon Bell. He already said he wants to be on the field. Nothing for, wrong with having a handcuff on the bench, no. though, in case somebody does get injured. No. But um, I got something with baseball here. I'm sticking to the old school baseball. Okay. Ty Cobb could have gone hitless. In 2,529 consecutive at-bats, and at the end of his career, he would have still been a 300 hitter. That's insane. Some of those old baseball stats are crazy. I found that from Bros of Baseball on Instagram. Um, I love the old school baseball stats. It just shows how much the game has advanced. Um, Ty Cobb played 110 years ago. That's I don't even know how to explain the time. Football has 100 years in already, but baseball had so much before that. So uh, I love the history of baseball. And um, I actually have like a book somewhere in this room. Uh, It's like how baseball was created and, 
you know, how we would joke about before how these guys would play a game of baseball and then go work at the factory, yep. you know, uh, later on. day jobs. Yeah, that, I think that's so cool. So I always like to throw that kind of stuff in there. But um, that's all we really got. Most of the stuff is going to be sticking to football today. But yep. I like the old, like I said, I like the old school baseball Nothing stuff. Nothing wrong with that. And actually, I had a stat that would match Ty Cobbs for Tom Brady, but I don't have it specifically. But and I'm going to come back it. with it. I don't want to hear it. That Tom Brady, there's, there's a stat that says he can lose – his next, like, Good, I don't know how lose. many games and still be the most winning in this quarter. I'm going to come back in the next pod oh, with this Tom Brady stat that is absolutely ed- ridiculous. And I'll be sure to edit it yeah. out. <laughs> I'll be in there. Kev's gonna, he's going to call me after we're done. He's like, yo, what happened to the Tom Brady thing? You did, you, it's not in there. I can't find that. i like, oh, I don't know. It didn't save. <laughs> so that's it for the First Pick Podcast news and updates. We'll be back with Thursday Night Rundown. Welcome back to the First Pick Podcast, and we're going to run down Thursday night snooze ball. I mean, Thursday night football. You were watching that game last night, and you had the under. You were happy. But other than that, it was a snooze fest. There was a lightning delay that lasted about half an hour and uh, had me dozing off. Uh, Kev, you stayed up for the whole game? I did. Okay, I stayed man. up right till the end. I saw the last play. I felt I was so sick because I had McCaffrey last night. So I was like, I need, I need that extra six. I need that extra six. I need that extra six. And they stopped him right at the one yard line. I think that was such a bad play. Um, I, I don't think so. I, I think do. it was more of a good defensive play. I thought it, that if the only person it depended on was that corner. He stayed home. That is a football term. Stay home. Don't over pursue. My man stayed where he was supposed to be. He was outside contained. He was there to make the play. I thought it was phenomenal. And second to that, though, I thought there was two defense alignment that were tracking. So if it was just pure one-on-one and those big boys decided not to run, he cuts back and that's a touchdown. He should have cut back. He still could have cut back and there was Early, a spot. And there the was A-gap. a spot. I saw yeah. you and I saw that in the A-gap. If he gets into that A-gap, he has his best chance of getting right into their gut because those boys did actually take off because they wanted to make sure he had no lane on the outside. And they could have picked up the first down without actually scoring too. There was It was it was one of those situations which I always love when I have that uh, option on it's offense, you know. But uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Carolina Panthers 20-14. to um, Tampa Bay was a uh, plus six-and-a-half underdog. Uh, they obviously cashed that ticket, and they cashed a money line dog ticket. The total was set at 51. I thought it would go up. It went down um, by opening kickoff. I believe it was 49, 48-and-a-half, depending on uh, – where you got it at that was clear and under where the total fell at 34 points um kevin and i play in a survivor pool 10 people last night had the panthers so that helps us out keeps us going and it shrinks the pool size down i play in another large survivor pool and a lot of people had the panthers so uh, i was kind of cool with what happened last night i have no problem uh, the only thing i wasn't cool with was oj howard putting up a dunkin donut for me <laughs> Dunkin' Donut. I like that. That's that's not a sponsor, but if you want to be Dunkin' Holla at us, all right? I love how you be plugging, like, yo, listen, we got you, Dunkin'. We love coffee over here. I don't even drink it, but I'll tell you what, I'll start drinking some damn coffee if they come in, they come talking to us. I know a Dunkin' Donuts franchisee. I might have to hit him up and uh, talk to us about that, but um, yeah, they're really the uh, fantasy standouts. Your boy, Chris Godwin, how many points did he have? Uh, 
He, he uh, was phenomenal. 28 points or Yes, like yes, he did. Yeah, DJ Moore had 17 points. Christian McCaffrey threw up a dud. He had like six. Um, I don't know what James had. Uh, he he wasn't very good yesterday. He threw he a touchdown, two, though, and he didn't throw a pick, believe it or not, which I was surprised. He was 16 for 25, 208 yards. He had a very decent uh, – I feel like Byron Leftwich is calling the game very safe with him so far. And I get it. You have to be safe because he's such a wild man. He's a, he's the wild, wild west of the NFL. But as much as he's a wild man and he makes mistakes, he's also wonderful at getting the ball downfield. And they're going to have to expand on that if they plan on uh, getting deep and getting into this wild card or maybe potentially – having a chance to uh, get in in the NFC South. Greg Olson had 17 points last night. Old reliable, old faithful. Godwin had 26 points. And these are just my standard scoring leagues here. You guys might, you know, defer it's a little bit. up or down. Depends yeah, on so, scoring. But it's usually somewhere around like three or four points there. Peyton Barber had 15 points, 82 yards and a touchdown. Um, that was my, I would say, but aside from McCaffrey not doing anything and O.J. Howard putting up a Dunkin' Donut, and Peyton Barber putting up 15. Those were pretty much my three surprises of the night. Of course. Um, Mike Evans, how'd he do? I, I think he only he had, had like, like 10 points. Okay. He had six catches, you know, and he had about about 40 yards, a little bit over 40 yards last night. Um, he wasn't that great. Uh, Four receptions, 61. 61 yards. So he was he was pretty good. Uh, he, he caught the ball when it came to him, but they also dedicated all the time. He was bracketed. He was doubled. If you're listening to our Fantasy Friday, you're, you're going to listen to Kevin Dykes, who told you you want to take the receiver opposite the guy. And despite him, people being hung all over him, he still has six catches for 40 yards. And he's going to get busy before the season is over. Don't worry. It's going to happen. But I'm telling you, if you can find a way to get Godwin on your teams, do it. Biggest takeaways from last night. Biggest concerns. For me, it's O.J. Howard. The next one is obviously Cam Newton. We're going to get to them. O.J. Howard for me. I watched the game almost every snap. We watch these games not only because we're fans. Uh, not only because we're invested fantasy, maybe we have a wager on the game, but because we're watching every second because I know some of you people had to go to sleep last night because you got to get up for work in the morning. I'm a part-time stay-at-home dad. I just got to make sure a little man's, I'm up with little man to play with him when he gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Sure, I'm tired, but little man takes a nap during the day, daddy takes one with him. So while you guys are sleeping because you're going to go make the do-re-mi at work, I'm watching this game so I could dissect it for you guys and understand why O.J. Howard isn't performing well. And I told Kevin, the reason why O.J. Howard isn't performing well is because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line is terrible. They need O.J. Howard to stay back and block. So this guy's not out there running routes. All right. He wasn't. I think he was only targeted four times last night. Right. Uh, if that I, I, I that part, I don't know. But I do know this. He's going to be blocking a lot, and I'm an O.J. Howard owner in two leagues, our listener league and another 12-team league. He didn't have a target. He didn't have a target. That's very concerning. He's not even on the list. And for, like I said, and because of the fact that their offensive line is poor, I'm in panic mode. And if you're an O.J. Howard owner, you should be too. I don't know what this team is going to do moving forward. I talked to Kevin. I wasn't high on Chris Godwin this offseason, even though everybody else was, because I was afraid of Jameis Winston. With Jameis Winston and the fact that this offensive line needs extra help with O.J. Howard, I'm really concerned for him. I'm really concerned for Cam Newton. 
I'm very concerned for Cam Newton, man. And that's why I leaned towards the under last night. After watching it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense played really well, but Cam played really poorly. So I don't know which one is which. What's your thoughts on uh, you know the OJ Howard, Cam Newton? Those seem to be the big, the two biggest concerns for me. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey didn't have a good game, but I think that's because they didn't involve him in the game script as much as they should have. And I also think Todd Bowles' game plan for Christian McCaffrey—they took him out of the game, and obviously Carolina couldn't score. What's your thoughts? It wasn't. I had nothing to do with the Carolina Panthers. It had everything. The real MVP is your boy from last year, Todd Bowles. He's not my boy. Uh, he was. He was your boy. He wasn't my boy then either. <laughs> oh, he should have been. You guys always had good defense, man. He's a great defensive coordinator. He really is. When, He's a if great you have defensive the... coordinator. He ain't a great head coach. And I, 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 I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that as but a head once coach. He switches, once he switches colors, ain't my boy no more. <laughs> but but he... to be fair, my bad to cut you off, Adam Gase ain't my boy either. No problem. I don't like that dude, but go ahead. But McCaffrey had 18 touches. That's not bad. They forced him to have 18 touches. Mm -hmm. They had no choice. Cam Newton was 24 for 50 for uh, for throwing the football for 324 yards. They gave Carolina no other option. And every time they gave it to him, they stuffed him. 16 carries for for 37 yards? That's awful. That's awful. And, And Cam couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. He was throwing, he had open receivers all night. Open receivers for touchdowns, open receivers for first downs, open receivers for big plays, and he missed all of them, almost all of them. He hit a few. He looked awful. I don't know what else to say about it other than Tampa Bay forced him, took McCaffrey out the game. They were like, you know what, Cam? You're going to have to be a quarterback today. You have to be a quarterback today. The same thing the Packers did with Mitch Trubisky, and he couldn't do it. The problem is Cam's, Cam's best game is a game that doesn't keep him healthy. He's got to run the run to fo- he has to run the football. You have to get him out there. You need to run options. You need to have RPOs with him carrying the ball. I think they only had I think they only saw three plays yesterday where there was an actual run for Cam. And he, he it looked ridiculous. They and they stomped it. They they stuffed it out. So I don't know what else there is to say. They better come up with better game plans because those receivers are getting open. Don't take it out on them. DJ Moore is he looks like he's a first uh, 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 a number one receiver. And we'll see. And Curtis Samuel had a decent afternoon yesterday. We'll see what happens from there, though, man. That's my outlook on it. So last Sunday, Cam Newton attempted 38 passes. Last Sunday against the Rams, week one. Cam Newton attempted 38 passes. Lost. Only one was more than 20 yards. I haven't had time to break down last night's game, but I will. It'll uh, It'll be in our next episode, episode 12, as far as the pass attempts. Do you think Cam Newton is still hurt? I think there's something wrong. Absolutely. It looks wrong. This guy was in a Super Bowl. Their yes. team was 15-1 and one only a couple years ago. What was that? 2015, I think, 2016. I, I don't remember, but I hear what oh, you're saying. Long story short, it wasn't that long ago. Right. And I remember what Cam Cam Newton's football looks like when it comes out of his arm. It don't, yeah. It's a rocket. Yeah. He, that's not a rocket. Yeah. There's something wrong. And why, why keep him in? Why? I'd rather take you lost two, you, you lost two games anyway. Keep him on the bench. What are you doing? If he's not ready, don't make don't force him into it because then you then you're gonna come into week eight, the shoulder's gone or whatever the ankle is, and then you're not gonna have him for the rest of the year. Take the first three, four losses. It sucks. Yeah, it's not great, but I'd rather have a healthy Cam Newton than have one who's hurt and then lose him for the rest of the year anyway. And we sucked anyway. You I know? agree. Um, we know something's wrong with him, and uh, say what you want. Definitely is 
it, what's wrong is his fashion sense. <laughs> That's uh, yo those hair those hair scarves they are a bit ridiculous. I can't. But that other one the other day with the green hat, the pink, whatever, he did look like the Joker. I did appreciate that. I thought I saw a character <laughs> from uh, from a DC comic. But most of the time, I'm with you. I can't I can't defend the guy's dressing. <laughs> Not that I can talk. I'm the worst dresser on the planet. Oh, okay. I see. You think this has nothing to do with you? You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back. We're yet to see what Arizona Cardinals are going to look like on Sunday, obviously against the Ravens. But Carolina has to go on the road at Arizona. Then they got to go to Texans. home for Jacksonville. They got the London game October 13th against the Bucks again. The bye week after that. 49ers, Titans, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Redskins, Falcons, Seahawks, Colts, and they end with the Saints. This is scary. And the way that team performed, I don't know what it looks like. Um, I feel bad for a friend of mine, one of our listeners. Shout out to my boy Elliot. He's a Panthers fan. And uh, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be rooting for not a good-looking team. I think Riverboat Ron is on the hot seat. Absolutely, for sure. But I don't want him to be on it because it's not his fault. It might be. It's Cam's fault. Why? Okay, but but who puts him out there? If he's hurt, you know, if Cam is sitting there saying, hey, I'm fine, I'm good to go, that's on him. If the trainers are like, yeah, he's hurt, but he says he's good to go, that's on him. You know, I know what it's like to play through pain. You got to understand, like, we're all human. Uh, but some things just linger around. Like, that shoulder thing might not have ever went away. I had uh, something going on with my foot. You know, if you, some of you people out there have heard of it before, uh, plantar fasciitis. Uh, it's flared up on me twice in my life over the last 10 years. It comes and goes. You know, and when it comes, it's it's painful. I have special inserts in my shoes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think me and Cam are about the same age if he's not a little bit younger than me. So maybe that shoulder thing is something that comes and goes. And uh, sometimes you just got to, you have to be honest with yourself. And, you know, it's not just about you. And I will say this. Hold on. Let me add to it. Cam said yesterday in an after-game press conference from ESPN.com, through my lenses, it's hard to look at the defensive guys in the eyes after a game like this, after he completed 25 of 50. And he also said that I have to be better. He's like, no matter what physical condition I'm in, no matter what foot, shoulder, I didn't get the job done. It's frustrating. So he's making it clear that maybe there is something wrong, well, and, do and he's yeah. doing and he's doing it anyway. I think he's adding that in there. But why, I don't understand why you play though. But I feel like we're beating the yeah, we are. with that. We are. So let's we're going to wrap up with that. I I want to point out another stat. I already looked ahead for you guys. The Carolina Panthers don't play again on Thursday night football. I'm going to save this in the database here in the Vinny Trends database. All right for next year. And if you guys. Listen, we, uh, you know, I give out information. We're giving out information here. Trying to get you guys better at fantasy, betting, whatever it is. Just your average sports talk. Put this in your database. Get your notebooks out, guys. Listen to this. I'm going to put it up there for you. Riverboat Ron on Thursday Night Football. 
one and four straight up. This is after last night. He's one and four straight up. Five wow. games. He only has one win. Okay. O oh and five against the spread. Wow. And he is four and one to the under. This is all after last night. This is in the Vinny Trends database. This is getting that's getting saved for next year. <laughs> if Riverboat Ron doesn't lose his job, even if he does, something you want to keep an eye on because he's only coached one team. So it's right. not just him. Could be the Panthers itself. This is a, this is something you want to keep your eye on for next year. That's enough for Thursday night football. Put that in your in your notes for next year. I'll make sure hopefully we're still around next year. Hopefully there's more followers and I'll be pulling that back out. We're going to preview Sunday, September 15th, week 2 NFL. Do here is go back 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 back. We are back, and we're jumping right into it. Arizona Cardinals at Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens minus 13 and a half. Your total sits at 46 and a half. Kev, you got any any leans towards the total or the spread here before we dive in? I'm loving Arizona with the touchdown and the two field goals. I think they I think they have something with this offense. After what I saw in that fourth quarter, now the Ravens are notorious. They are very good. They always have good players. I think they have a chance to reload after the I think they lost a lot of players last year between Zadarius Smith who came to us. They lost uh they wind up picking up a Earl Thomas. So they did reload in some ways, but I do think that Arizona, I do like that number a lot in this game moving forward for Sunday. How about you? Um, I think you said what you like what you saw out of the Arizona offense. Yes. Do you wear glasses? I do. You do. Yes. Did you have them on when you were watching that game? I did, and I saw them score. I saw saw them score score against the Detroit Kitty Cats. What's that mean? That means they're trash. We're gonna find out. Yeah, we we are gonna find out. Yeah, we're gonna. Let me tell you (laughs) this right now. I'm not overreacting to Baltimore Ravens smoking the Dolphins because. I think any team in the NFL could smoke the Dolphins. I'm going to digress real quick. I always think there's one narrative out there that I think is a joke. Okay? And that's when they talk, they compare these elite college football teams to the worst team in the NFL. And they say, like, Clemson or Alabama could beat the Dolphins right now. Right. As much as I hate the Dolphins and as much as I would love to see that, that's never going to happen. No. If the Dolphins ever played Clemson or Alabama, first of all, the Dolphins would be like minus 28 and a half. Right. Which is, sounds ridiculous. <laughs> And they would smoke them. Yes. Okay, you got grown men playing against kids. And there might only be 10 to 15 professional players on those rosters right now. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Even for Alabama, I yeah. think 15 is a bit of a stretch. But And they have, and they got them all. They probably, I think it's even less than that, but I'm with you. They it always would play be, that narrative. It would be a slaughter. Yeah, they yes. always play that narrative when there's that one bad NFL stop. team. So, stop. you know, let's stop that. But um, I don't like this number. I think Kevin has a point here with the 13 and a half uh, with, you know, Arizona catching the 13 and a half. I'm not going on either side here. I'm not doing it. Uh, I, I do think that the Ravens are a good team, uh, but I, I still want to see them play a better team. And I don't think Arizona is that better team. Kevin could tell you that he likes the offense and all that other stuff. That's cool. He was playing Matt Patricia and his number two pencil. This is John Harbaugh. This guy has a Super Bowl ring. And uh, I think he's going to be ready for Kyler Murray and all his little little trickery there. So, so, uh, so if you believe in that, so why don't we put a first pick podcast wager on that? Thing? Let's do it, dog. What we want to do? Uh, I don't know what that is. Let's let's you think see, about but, it. Uh, no, you know what though? 
I don't like that number. I, I, I'll i find one here with you because I could see. Uh, I, I'm very passionate about this because you talk, you try, you trying to trash my Arizona talk. Uh, he played match with Trisha. He did all of this. And now I don't you, like y'all 13 see that, and right? a half though, I, man. I, 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 I'm I, not, I asked him, put, I but asked I him said, to put the rubber. I asked him to put the rubber to the concrete. I'm taking 13. They got the offense and he doesn't want to take it. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to that. You was, first it could be push-ups. First of all, push-ups, it's you know 13 I mean? and a half. Okay, oh, the hook, so that hook. That hook does matter because you're saying, you know, a touchdown and two field goals. No, it's a touchdown, two field goals, and, a half and another point. score. <laughs> I'm I'm into the numbers here, y'all. So, um, I don't like laying the 13. I say I, I think you have a point there. You know what? Let's go. Give me Baltimore minus 13 and a half. You scared because you're good? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're coming to my house. Don't you ever bring scared business to me. What we want to do? How many? What we want to do? Push-ups? 100 push-ups during the next show. Come on. It's easy. Let's see. Then shake, handshake across the table. Handshake across the table. It's in. No matter what you got. I want to get up because I already did my cardio today. I'm not standing up anymore. Anyway, this total sits at 46 and a half. I'm not... I do think it could reach the over, but I think it's also inflated because of... The 59 points they dropped on, on uh, you know, the fish down down there in Miami. Arizona's defense isn't that good, but it's not going to be as bad as Miami. Right. And uh, if I think this, if, if, now listen to what I'm saying. If I think Baltimore could cover the 14 points, okay, that would mean they would have to pull away from Arizona. That would mean there would have to be some sort of a blowout. Right. If I think there's going to be a blowout, I don't think I'm going to hit an over because that means one team scoring all the points. Right. And uh, that's what I see here. So um, I would lean towards the under, but I'm not messing with the total. Enough of that. What else we got from this game? Um, not much else. Uh, you probably, if you if you have no choice, you probably want to find somebody else for Kyler Murray, I guess. So you, you're not starting Kyler Murray? No, I have Baker Mayfield versus the Jets without C.J. Mosley, without uh, Sam uh, Sam Darnold. You got Trevor Simeon starting? Of Wait, course does Sam, Darnold play, does Sam Darnold play defense? No, but... So then what, why, what does it have to do with Baker Mayfield? Well, well, you go three and out five or six times in a row, that does affect the defense. Okay, at the I, end like of the day. I like that. I like that. Are C.J. Mosley's not playing? Are we sure about that? We don't know yet. Okay. Uh, but even so, even with even with C.J. Mosley in the game, I think the offense puts your defense in some positions they don't want to be in. And I do like Trevor Simeon. I don't think that I don't think it's going to be awful, but I do think he's going to give a couple more opportunities to the Browns that you maybe not would not have gotten with Sam Donald. Maybe not. Maybe so. But and I do think I don't think uh, Cleveland is as bad as they were as they showed on on week one. So I think they play better. <laughs> You smell that? <laughs> I smell another wager coming up. But we're going to end with Monday Night Football because that's at the end of the docket there. But I smell a bet coming up there. <laughs> anyway, Arizona Ravens. You're not starting Kyler Murray. That's good because I think uh, you're a little worried about that Baltimore Ravens defense, dirty bird defense there. If you have a better option, but if I had to go with him, I would go with Mark him. Ingram, how you feel about him? Um, he was great. I think he's going to continue to do what he did in the first week. You think he's going to get some uh, some nice points here with this against this uh, Arizona defense? Absolutely. Uh, the uh, the whole offense. It's a running offense that that they take. Obviously, they're going to be running first, and then they go off a of play action, and then they can run some some uh, some scheduled runs for Jackson. That's just who they are, and I think they'll be fine. They'll get what they need. Are you worried at all that Carryon Johnson couldn't run on this Arizona defense that? Mark Ingram wouldn't be able to? Uh, I don't think so. I just think because the threat is bigger 
uh, I think of Jackson because he's multiple, you know, okay. where, where Stafford is not multiple, where the Lions defense has always been the Lions defense. I just think Jackson is, is a step above even now coming in, given what he looked like now. I'm not saying he's going to look like he looked last week every week. All right. I'm not doing all of that, mm-hmm. but he's multiple. And I think he's I think he's going to be the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. Stafford lit these boys up, though. If Stafford lit these boys up, I think Lamar Jackson could light these boys up. Too. I would agree. We both said, you know, Patrick Peterson's out till week eight. They're going to be having trouble there in the secondary, and uh, it shows. What about Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, um, Boinkins, Willie Sneed? Which receivers are you throwing in that starting lineup, if any? Uh, anybody DFS on the on the Baltimore Ravens side? Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, that's it. I would go Mark Andrews, too. Keep in mind, people, TJ Hawkinson, first ever NFL game. He destroyed these boys last week. Yep. Mark Andrews. Has 17 games in the NFL, and he had a really good game last week. I think a repeat performance is coming up here again. I agree 100%. Um, And if that happens, that's something you want to keep your eye on down the line. Tight ends against the Detroit Lions. Just keep your eye on it. I'm not saying it's a lock. I don't use that term. But uh, if Mark Andrews performs well, that's that's a narrative we see here. How about on the Arizona Cardinals side? You already said you're sitting down Kyler Murray because you have two uh, quarterbacks. What about Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, um, Arizona defense? Uh, what are we doing here? David Johnson. You start, you know, some of these I, guys. I would take any of those guys, uh, especially with Jimmy Smith being uh, a little nicked up. I don't know if he's going to play. I don't have we, – we don't know if he's going to play, but he was nicked up after the so game. So that's something you guys want to monitor, people. Jimmy Smith is one of the Ravens' top corners. Yes. He shut down. They usually put him on their best receiver. Right. Uh, I would assume he would be on Larry Fitz. Yes. So keep an eye on that. People continue, Kevin. My apologies. And, and with that, then you also have Christian Kirk who's going to be on the other side, hopefully getting some one-on-ones. Don't forget, he had four four receptions, but he also – and he didn't have a great game. He only had 10 points. I get it. But on those four receptions, he also had 12 targets. He's being looked for. So keep him in your, keep him in your mind. He's on my bench. I'm not going to start him. I have better players than him. But he is a wonderful person to have on my bench for a bye week. I look forward to keeping him around. I agree. In our big boy league, I have Christian Kirk, and um, it doesn't look like I have another option. But if Jimmy Smith plays, I won't start him. If Jimmy Smith doesn't play, I will. Keep in mind, my my wide receiver two spot is thin in the big boy league. It's going to be between him and Dante Moncrief. Um, We're going to get to that, but don't forget who lit the Seattle Seahawks defense up. John Ross. Right. Tyler Boyd had a social game. Tyler Eifert, meh. You know what I'm saying? And they did that without a run game. Right. So uh, don't be worried about Dante Moncrief just yet. We're going to get to that. But I'm just talking about me in that position. Christian Kirk will be in my starting lineup only if Jimmy Smith is not playing. Anybody else, anything else in this game, who wins? Baltimore. But Arizona covers. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just hope you stretch that chest out because I can't wait to watch you do 100 push-ups. Okay. Next up, San Francisco 49ers at... Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals minus one and a half. The total is 45. Any leans here, Kev? Any any way you're going to get, get get the wager button clicked? Um, No. I'm staying away from it, but I do like John Ross coming into this game. I'm going to be starting him this week unless I get him in a trade here that I have going. Uh, he is part of a conversation I'm having with somebody at this point in time, but I'm not really leaning one way or another as far as any kind of wager is concerned. Nothing about that excites me in this game. 
Um, I'm impressed with the way Cincinnati played last week uh, in Seattle at the fact that they almost won. Had me sweating for my survivor pool. Um, San Francisco, I don't know yet, man. I don't know yet. Tevin Coleman's banged up. They seem like they always got problems at running back. Jimmy Jimmy GQ didn't play so well. Um, I lean towards the Bengals uh, with my pick. They usually play really good in the beginning of the season. I like that. And I like the way uh, the Red Rifle played without A.J. Green. If Mixon is playing, I will. I would be more willing to, than, than to pick this game if I knew he was healthy. If Mixon plays, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to take a bet on the on the Bengals at minus one and a half. Okay. I also have an interesting trend out there. Keep in mind, people, if you follow the podcast, if you've been listening all along with us, I don't just go off of one trend. I have homework involved, but this trend points me in a direction. And then the rest of my homework, where I decide, those will point me in a direction. And then if I have more one way than the other, I determine the wager. NFL teams that play both week one and week two on the road are two and 13 straight up. Straight up indicates they win the game. Straight up win. Two and 13. So out of 15 games, teams that play week one and week two on the road, this would fit for the San Francisco 49ers who played last week in Tampa, have only won two games out of 15 in that situation. That goes for all NFL teams, not specific to the 49ers. So follow what I'm saying. It's an NFL systems trend. All NFL teams in that current situation. I'm trying to break it down as much as possible for you guys. They are 2-13 and 13 straight up. And they are only 1-14 and 14 against the spread, which I like to use the acronym ATS. You guys will hear me use that often, and I'll break it down for new listeners. 1-14 against the spread. So that indicates that they will not cover the spread and they will not win the game. Cincinnati, minus one and a half. I like it. But keep this in mind, people. I like it at minus one and a half. As soon as the Las Vegas sports books and the offshore sports books find out that Joe Mixon is playing, that one and a half is going to be gone. And we're looking at a two and a half. We're looking at a two. Yep. Possibly even a three. So here comes the what do we do? And I, this is how I approach things, people. You might not like this style. might not be the best way to do it. I'm going to go and I'm going to throw a half unit wager. My standard unit. Maybe it's $10. Maybe it's $50. Maybe it's $100. That depends on your bankroll. I'm going to throw a half unit wager at minus one and a half on the Cincinnati Bengals. And then once I find out Joe Mixon's playing, that line jumps up. I'll throw the other half on the minus two and a half because I'm locking in that minus one and a half number and I now I have value with Joe Mixon playing. Okay. But I lose that value once Joe Mixon plays. And if Joe Mixon doesn't play, I'm cool with just my half unit wager on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm cool with Giovanni Bernard, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Eifert, Red Rifle. I'm cool with that. Um, Got it. I thought the defense looked good also last week. I thought they did really well there. The defensive line was very good last week. Uh, San Francisco. I don't know what San Francisco is. I don't know who Jimmy is. I I don't know. The backfield is a mess. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's what. You had Tevin Coleman and you had Jarrett McKinnon. Both of those guys are gone. And then you enter Mosert and then you enter 
Breda, you know, uh, who are they? What are they going to be? Is Marquise Goodwin the receiver? What's Dante Pettis going to be? I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with the team. I, we need. I feel like I need more time. I need more information before we really make a an outlook on that. But I love. I, I don't. It didn't seem like a trend. It didn't seem like a blip for Andy Dalton. I hope it's not. I like him. He looked really good in the first week. He was efficient without his best player and without a run game. I hope he keeps it up. And I hope you're right for the Bengals' sake. Yeah, uh, like you said, there's a lot of what ifs. I don't knows. And uh, the main one there is. That's why we're looking at a minus one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's really close. We don't know, and neither does Vegas. Right. Uh, the total, I'm not touching it. Kevin likes the uh, Bengals' defense. They came within a point um, of covering the over. It was 41 in the last game they played. It was no, 20 to 21. Oh, okay, yeah. So it came with very close, and San Fran also came very close to hitting their total with Tampa Bay the first game. I thought that thing would shoot over um, because I'm not crazy about uh, the 49ers' defense. I'm not touching the total. I have a very strong lean towards the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's not just because of that trend. The trend definitely helps, though. I'm going to dive in some more, but uh, as soon as we're done recording this, actually, when Kevin starts talking, I might go throw down a little wager if I can find a good number on Cincinnati. (laughs) Um, And like I said, half unit, and then if uh, Mixon crosses the threshold of playing, I'll put the rest of that unit on, the rest of the half unit on Cincinnati. That's all I got for this game. Um, Who wins the game? Bengals. Okay. I'm with that too. Bengals win. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> at Detroit Lions. Los Angeles Chargers minus two and a half. Total forty seven and a half. Kev, any leans? Any leans towards the total? What do you like? And uh then give me some fantasy uh breakdowns here also. The Chargers cover. I I, I I don't know. I don't see how they don't cover. Now, they are down some of their best players. Their tackle's out. They're missing Derwin James. They're missing Melvin Gordon. But last week, it looks like Austin Eckler can be that boy. But the, I, I remember a lot of games last year where there was like 12 carries, 37 yards. Or there was uh, 15 carries, 50 yards. You know, some of those games. So I'm a little nervous for the Chargers in that way. But in when, when they fail in the run game, he will always check down. So if you're an Austin Eckler owner, don't don't worry if you're a Keenan Allen owner. Don't worry. So I, I think the Chargers are going to be good. I don't think they're going to really sweat this one. I the book the one that I have has them at minus one. And given that that one is already at minus two and a half, that makes me even that makes me want the Chargers more. Um, <laughs> but you know, for for one point, they think it's going to be close. I don't think it is. I see that this line opened at three. Okay, it was charges minus three. Okay. These are things I monitor, people. I don't. Um, I always stay on top of this stuff. They opened that minus three, and it was gobbled up, gobbled up, and dropped down to minus two and a half, which makes me realize everybody's betting Detroit. Right. And when I say everybody, that could be public, that could be sharp. Quote, unquote, sharp money means uh, bettors that do this for a living. Okay. So, uh, you know, who's betting this Detroit Lions team plus three at home? A lot of people, because it went from three to two and a half to two at some books and now kevin's saying it's minus one one Ah, minus one and a half here uh okay so um that causes me concern that everybody's pounding the detroit lions uh i don't like a side on this game however i do like the total i like the over of 47 and a half um but i'm gonna look into it and if i do decide that i like the over i'm gonna pull the trigger asap and that's because a lot of public betters public means if you hear me say that that is the consensus that is what most people like to do 
most people bet the favorite and the over because it's just that no, nobody wants to root for a 10 to 3 game. They want to root for points, 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 points. And the favorite is the favorite. They're supposed to win. So most people just go to that side. If I like the over, I'm not going to wait till last minute because all those people are going to bet the over and my number is going to go up. And that's not what I want for an over. So I'm going to dive into that. And uh, most likely, I'm going to go take the over in this game because I see points galore between two defenses that can't stop a nosebleed. Okay. And um, how do you feel about, do you think the travel matters for these guys? I do. I think uh, I think the, both teams coming from the West Coast back to the East Coast, um, I say back for Detroit, not really for the Chargers, but, um, you know, regular standard week to prepare but i think uh i think that's going to lend to my over more the defense is going to be tired like you said chargers are missing guys um i think that the lions letting a rookie quarterback regardless of his talent come out of a 20 24 to 6 hole on them uh I think shows how bad their defense is. It can affect your psyche too as a defense. Like, how do we let that happen? Now we're in a tie. Yeah. We were up yep. by a good amount. This is a better quarterback, better receivers, better running back, all that. Carry on Johnson bounces back here. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I was Marlon, just about to ask yeah, you that. <laughs> Marlon Mack ran o- ran all over this Chargers defense. And guess what? Carry on Johnson owners. I'm one of them. I was concerned. I still might be, but I see a bounce back here. I'm not gonna he's not gonna put up you know, um, Marlon Mack numbers, because I think Marlon Mack's a better running back, a better pass catcher than Carryon Johnson. But Carryon's uh, going to get you solid 12, you know, hopefully upwards of that, because I got him in two leagues and I need him to get me them points. Um, the concern here, Hunter Henry out. Who are they going to have at, at tight end? Virgil Green, he's been there for a while. I don't know if he's going to be efficient enough. I don't know about his, his pass blocking, run blocking, but Austin Eckler's going to go off. Justin Jackson's going to have a little something-something. Keenan Allen's going to ball out. Uh, they're we'll see need... if Mike Williams plays. I know Mike Williams is questionable. That's going to be a problem. That's yes. going to be a problem, and that's why I lend towards staying away from this side. I think the Chargers are the better team, but without their number two wide receiver, who's after that? You got Travis Benjamin. He always has they a big still play got the other him. guy. Uh, who's, who uh, else that, is there? They have Inman. Oh, Dontrell uh, Inman. Dontrell Inman. So yeah. him and, Do- and and Travis Benjamin's been there for a long time. Yeah. He knows the offense. He can get deep on them. That is his specialty, though. Yep. So that means, yo, if you have Keenan Allen, ding, 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 ding. And Austin Eckler. And Austin he's Eckler. He's going to be getting a lot of catches out the backfield. <laughs> it's going to be a good day for fantasy owners of, of Chargers owners going into Sunday, I, I think. I think Stafford slings it all over, too. You know, he's got those options now. Amendola, uh, Jones, Holiday, Hawkinson. I think... All those guys, you start. Amendola, mm. I don't think anybody's starting him. I, I snagged him in our big boy league. He's going to be sitting on my bench. I want to see if he does what he does again. If he performs just the way he did, he might be a guy that I, I uh, either could kind of try to ship it to somebody else that, that has uh, wide receiver issues. It's always hard to try to trade a wide receiver because a lot of people have wide receivers. Right. But you want to focus in on guys that have injuries or maybe upcoming bye weeks. You right. know, week four, there's a few teams on the bye week. But... Overall, I lean towards the over here, over rover, and uh, I start all these guys, all the guys. I think I don't see any defense in this game. Okay. So uh, that's all I got for this game, but uh, I'm staying away from the side, and I'm rolling with the over there. Next up, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. (laughs) And the Cheeseheads. Yes, sir. I'm going to give it to you, Kevin. I'm going to let you take it away. Green Bay Packers minus two and a half total. 44 and a half what do you like there um i do like the packers we're at home i think we're gonna do go i think we're gonna 
play pretty well. The number was at three, though. I mm-hmm. did know that one opened at three, and now I'm looking at it at minus two and a half in favor of Packers. So I think we do win this game. I think we cover this game. I think, and this is my hot take for the week, I think Aaron Jones has a good game versus the very good Minnesota defense. And I think we force Kirk Cousins into throwing the football this Sunday. And that is going to be the difference between us winning and losing this game because we're going to have to corral Dalvin Cook. That dude, I don't think that, I think that was a trend what we saw from Dalvin Cook last week. I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to have a massive season he can catch. He can run. So I take the Packers. I take the points. I'm not saying that we're home for the next three days, uh, for the next three days, for the next three weeks. Uh, I, I think we're feeling good. I think they have a nice, they had a nice rest having the first Thursday night game. So I think we're good to go, man. And I think Raymond Rodgers is itching to get back out to kind of give something back to this defense after what they did for him last Thursday. I see something coming up here. You think Aaron Jones has a good game, huh? I do. What do you like to do for a snack? You like you like like, like a nice protein shake? Uh, what's I like, like protein a good... shakes. I like bananas. I love fruit. Doritos. Doritos. Fruit. You like you like, I love I know you fruit. like fruit. We, we eat fruit here all the time. Yeah. Protein shake, though. You like a nice protein shake, right? Yeah. I can't wait to see where you're leading to. I'll, well, I'm leading to something. I know you are. Aaron Jones. Let's let's find a, a middle ground as far as fantasy points, and I'm going to take the under. Okay. Because I disagree with you. This 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 Vikings defense is legit. They are. They're for real. And uh they shut down the high powered Falcons offense, or I believe to be the high powered uh Falcons offense, especially on the ground. And I see that for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So let's set a number. What do you think is fair? As far as points that Aaron Jones will score fantasy. And we'll go off of the big boy league. 12, 13? I, I was, my I, exactly number was in my head was 12. So let's go 12 and a half. Let's meet in the middle there. 12, okay. 12 and a half. I'm going under 12 and a half points. You good with that? Okay. If it's under 12 and a half points, I will buy you the protein shake of your choosing within, you know. Uh, Understood. A, okay. Uh, if it's over, why don't you buy me a cup of coffee from Starbucks, one little pumpkin spice action. I'll make sure I deliver it personally. Love when it. We do nice our and next hot, re- hot and ready. We'll do our next recording. Handshake across the table. Handshake across the table. Aaron so- Jones under 12 and a half fantasy points. All right, so now we have Aaron Jones under 12 fantasy points. And now 12 and a half. 12 don't, and you and dare, half. I, don't you dare forget you know that what? hook. As we're you talking, I'm going to start writing these Yeah, you better write it down. We're going to have a lot of bets this week, y'all. We're on the same page. And then we also we also have 13 and a half for my Arizona Cardinals. And you have obviously minus Dirty, and a half the, the, for, the, the Blackbirds for the Ravens, Baltimore. That's how they say it down there. They roll. They, I do it. The Baltimore. Yes. They they roll it. So I'm gonna say it one time. Baltimore, not Balt, <laughs> not Baltimore. They have no T in the word Baltimore. So, um, as far as this game goes, I'm a little scared with uh, some of these players. Uh, I'm not ready to to roll out Thielen or Diggs. Diggs scares me. The Minnesota Vikings. Said they want to run the rock, and that's just what they did last week. Yes. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 10 passes. I think he's uh, bum juice anyway. I don't know about – I don't know. Uh, I'm not picking a side here. I do lean towards the cheeseheads a little bit because I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I never do. I don't. So I'm always going to lean against him. I'm with um, you. But I do have a nice lean towards the under. Uh, this line opened at 45 and I took a small coffee bet on the under early, and it's already trending down. So I like that it's going in my direction. Um, I really like the under here. I believe in what you said on our 
NFC North breakdown of how much you believe in the Packers' defense. Granted, they played that booty offense in Chicago, right? and they shut them down. I foresee the same thing here. I'm looking at a 14-10 to 10 game, something like that, 14-13. Uh, I think this is low scoring. I lean towards the under, and that kind of makes me say, pump your brakes on a lot of these players on offense. Um, I don't like a lot of them. You got to start. Devontae Adams. You got to start Dalvin Cook. Yes. You know, you got to start Thielen. I get all that. You never mention any of these guys. Right. These are top. And when you hear us say this, if you drafted somebody, we said it in the fantasy frenzy yesterday. If you drafted somebody in one, two, three, four, five, six, you're playing them. I'm sorry. Unless there's just a flat out like last week, I sat Baker Mayfield. I took him in the sixth round, but I sat him because Kyler Murray had a better, had a better matchup for that week. And I believe highly in the Tennessee Titans. That's when you make a decision. And that's where it comes. That's when you, separate yourself as a fantasy player but when you talk about big dogs big dogs roll with other big dogs and you got to let them play their game out and you take their ebbs and flows go ahead yeah that's all i got here i'm good uh, you're, you're we'll get to our you know with it or against it but as far as fantasy value you got to start the big name players um just be weary don't expect a lot out of stefan Diggs. i don't expect he's ban- he was banged up and they're not throwing the rock the one guy i think you could expect out of is dalvin cook but don't sleep on the Cheeseheads defense. They shut down Tyreek Hill. They shut down David Montgomery. I think Montgomery only had eight points week one. And um, I think that Tyreek Cohen had like 12. Right. You know, just temper down your Dalvin Cook expectations. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, you know where I stand with Aaron Jones and where Kevin stands with him. So we don't have to get there. Last thing. Green Bay Packers are home three out of their first four weeks of the season and played their last preseason game at home as well. They also have 10 days to prep before their three-game stretch at home. I already brought it up. Okay? Keep that in mind, people. This team had 10 days to prep. They didn't gotta, They didn't have to travel far. All those things make me lean a little bit more towards the cheeseheads. Mm. Okay, and then you add a, you sprinkle a little Kirk Cousins on top of that cupcake, and that makes for a minus two and I a don't, half W. But I don't want to put bum juice on my cupcakes <laughs> because that's not going to taste good. Okay, so that was good. That was good. <laughs> if everybody out there is overreacting with the uh, Minnesota Vikings win, that's cool. Keep betting them. You're getting points. Take them because I might wait to the last minute. And I might do a little something-something on them cheese heads. That's it. Next game is Houston Texans home against Jacksonville Jaguars. Houston Texans minus 8.5. Total sits at 44.5. I'm not fuck. <laughs> Please keep that in. You got to keep that in. I, I mean, Just I didn't curse, fan. right? No, but you stopped short. Perfect. Don't want to make sure uh, you got your coworker there listening with the thirteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Don't me. don't worry about it. That's funny, ladies Sorry, and gentlemen. Y'all, y'all got to have a little sense of humor. Lee, please leave that in. That was good. Keep in mind, I was by cursing. Okay, before I even said other words when I was a kid, so <laughs> it's been hard for me. I got thirty-three years of it. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm not messing with this game. Nope. The spread's way too high for me. I lean a little bit towards Jacksonville, um, but with the total—I mean, excuse me—with the spread eight and a half. But Houston looked great. Uh, they played a really good team in New Orleans. We know New Orleans is good. Houston fought to the very end. And uh, your boy, Gardner Minshew, 
he looked really good too. Granted, Kansas City's defense is booty hole. Um, the spread is a little too high for me. I think the Texans win the game, but I don't like the spread. I don't like the total. What do you got, Kev? How about you know spread total overall? Who wins the game? And you know the deal, fantasy. Let's let's get to it. So I hear you, but I lean towards Jacksonville because of that offensive line. Okay. I think the, people forget. I know Jacksonville didn't look that great last week. You lose Nick Foles. That can affect your your mindset. But that defense is still legit. I don't care what anybody has to say. They're going to be able to get after him. They're going to cause him some problems. They're going to get to him before he wants to. I don't know. We'll see what kind of adjustments Houston makes. But I, I do lean that way. I'm not touching none of it. But that thought makes me lean towards that way. That I'll keep them within that eight and a half point. Well, within nine. Because if you plan on winning, uh, if you're going with with Houston on that one, but even so, as far as Jacksonville is concerned, you have D.D. Westbrook, you have Chris Conley, you have D.J. Shark, who also had a great game last week. They had a lot of good receivers. That all depends on Gardner Minshew. So I, I don't know what he's going to be. He came off the bench. He had the element of surprise, which always catches a defense because they didn't prepare for this young guy. They don't know what he likes. They don't know what he dislikes. So we'll see. I think Houston's going to be Houston. I think they're going to get the ball down the field. I was really, really surprised with Carlos Hyde. Eight yards per carry? Jeez, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Ten carries for 81 yards last week. He was really good. I thought Duke, Duke Johnson had nine carries for 57 yards last week. So they were both getting after it. I love the backfield. I love the their receivers but that offensive line scares the crap out of me i would have no problem taking everybody and just so you know the highlight of this game is going to be deandre hopkins versus jalen ramsey jalen ramsey thank you so much i appreciate it i was blanking there for a second but the last he's the only person who follows around deandre hopkins all year deandre hopkins if you go to the first big podcast twitter page you can find an article of deandre actually talking about it that uh we posted earlier today and he was talking about how jalen ramsey's the only person who follows me but obviously he got the better of him the last time last time they played hopkins had 10 catches for 147 yards and a touchdown he poo-poo platter all over ramsey but I can't wait to watch that. They always get after it. What do you got? I think this uh, Texans offense is going to be uh, very high-powered this year. Um, the resurgence of Carlos Hyde looks good. Duke Johnson catching out the backfield. Um, everything points for me towards Houston. They're gonna. I think they win this game, um, but I don't trust Bill O'Brien. I don't think he's a good coach, and that scares me. You know what else scares me? NFL offensive line. Most QB sacks week one. Guess who's at top? <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Six times he was sacked. Okay. Last year, most sacked quarterback in the league. Guess who it was? Deshaun Watson. Okay. 62. Scary, scary, scary. We know Jacksonville's defense is not what it used to be two years ago. They got Swiss cheesed over there by Kansas City. <laughs> that offense is, you know, ridiculous. Right. Everybody is. But I think this offense is not, I'm not going to say they're just as good. They're not just as good, but they're not that far behind. Right. Um, Makes me lean towards the over a little bit, but uh, I'm hesitant on Gardner Minshew. I like him. I liked him in college. I like the receivers in Jacksonville. Chris Conley, DJ Chark, you know, what D.D. Westbrook. I think you get a heavy dose of Leonard Fournette. Heavy dose of Leonard Fournette. They better. You know, um, That's how they win this game. Kamar is a different, a different, as Kevin would say, alien, um, but he ate up this Texans defense. I think they pound the rock with Leonard Fournette. He's healthy. Get this guy involved. Take the pressure off of Gardner Minshew. You got you got Leonard Fournette. Get him in your lineup. Might be a little uh, little uh, segue to uh, with it or against it there. 
Okay. But I like Leonard Fournette. I'm staying away from this game. Houston wins, but I don't think they covered a spread. It's kind of high. I'm waiting and seeing. And I'm going to say something real quick, y'all. If you can't fight the urge to make a wager, there's a number out there. It's called 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> and you call it, and I pick up. So when you call 1-800-GAMBLER, I'm going to answer. Be like, yo, what's up? It's Vinny Goombats. <laughs> what you need help with? No, but if you can't fight the urge to, to, to wager on a game, listen, take a back seat. Decrease your bet size. Make it 10 bucks. Make it $5. If you can't fight the urge, don't do your normal bet on that. You know what I mean? I'm just, just any game. Um, next up. Oh, boy. What do we got? What do we got? He said, oh, boy, is it Jets Browns? No, 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 no. That's, oh, that's Monday what I was night. saying, the that's old boy. Monday night. Okay. We're going to open up the doors here. Okay. okay, opening up the doors, and you got cows hanging, you got pigs hanging, you got chickens with their heads cut off, chicken coops all, bunch of chickens all pushed together. There's too many of them. This is the slaughterhouse game. New England Patriots minus 19 down there in Miami. Total 47 and a half. Kev, what are we doing? Taking everybody Patriots, taking nobody go. Miami. That's Patriots it. win. Uh, then I'm not gonna bet it. Uh, if I was gonna bet it, I'd be I I take the Patriots. Oh, if I had no choice, but I'm not doing anything that has to do with that game other than starting every single Patriot I have on my team. Fantasy. Okay. That's the only rundown I got. You starting game. Krusty Fee? Uh, well, of course. If okay. he, if he, he's, well, we they just say got, he's gonna play. We just got breaking news yeah. that uh, that AB is eligible to play. There hasn't been a criminal criminal investigation against him as far as the courts are concerned. So as far as his job is concerned, he's allowed to continue to work and make money. So that's the way it goes. Yeah, we're not gonna spend too much time on this game. I'm not messing with the total. I think it's gonna be a smoke show. So uh, that kind of makes me think that I don't. Again, I I I. Went back to that when I talked about the uh, other blowout game that I believe it to be. That means one team scoring all the points. It's going to be tough. You know, yes, the Ravens. They reached the over on their own. You okay? Yeah, I just got breaking news, and I was trying to read that. My bad. Oh. Um, it said I that, thought it was bad news. I was like, oh. Well, I was because it was Adam Gase, and I'm like, oh, okay. what's, what's this clown doing? I was so doing nervous it? for you. I thought, like, something in real life. No. Well, it is real life for me. It's it was. pain and torture. Um, is, is Adam Gase would threaten to make trades. Uh, the Jets head coach says he would jokingly threaten to trade Dolphins players to the Browns when they messed up. Uh, that's pretty funny, I thought. <laughs> but, uh, I always thought it was good when they exile players to, to Buffalo. Because, like, nobody wants to, like, as a human being, you don't want to play in Buffalo. It's cold. Right. There's nothing going on See, up there. I, that, that's the perfect place for me to go play. I like that, that yeah, atmosphere. You're, you're like the, I, I want to focus guy. So right. I got that. You know what I mean? But some of these guys, they want to party. They want to they want to go to Miami and, right. you know, L.A. and all this stuff like that. Live it up. But I thought that was funny. But um, <laughs> not going to spend too much time on this game. And I, I worry about this, uh, you know, uh, does does Belichick want to? I, I've read different things out there. He doesn't like to embarrass his um, predecessors. You know, this guy, um, what's the head coach's name over there? I forgot my bad. In Miami. Brian Flores. Brian Flores, play, you know, he was under the, the Belichick umbrella last year. They say that Belichick doesn't like to embarrass those guys. I don't know about that because I've watched Belichick run it up on the Tennessee Titans. I think it was like 56 points in the snow that one game. And Tom Brady's going to be in in the fourth quarter when they're up by seven touchdowns. That's that's Belichick style. I don't like the 19. That's way, way too big. And if you really know football, 
the Patriots' funny things happen over there in the Bermuda Triangle when they, they go do, to Miami. Tom Brady's actually one in five straight up in his last six games in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, this is a way different situation. But if something Fugazi goes on down there, we know. Right. That gets the Bermuda Triangle. Wait, wait, this dude just did some sort of ninja move That's when right. he just said the, that's it. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> some craziness goes on down there, but there's not a that, that's let's let's keep it moving. Right, and then and actually at those times, just to add, they have yeah. decent players at that time. You have Indomitian Sue, you have a Kiko Alonso, you do you have a viable team. You had Tannehill and enough to at least give him a problem. I don't think they have enough to give him a problem, but keep it moving, hit the road. One more thing. Go ahead. Name five players on the Miami Dolphins, not the two quarterbacks, not the two running backs. Why you take away those people? Because name five people. Uh, that, why do I have to? I know I ha- I have those four and Xavier Howard, who was their okay, quarterback. Okay, so you got Xavier Howard. Who else they got? That's all I know. That's it. Well, also they also have the D tackle from Clemson. I'm just uh, Christian. Uh, uh, man, that's fine. The point is they're bums. First round draft pick. They're bums. Next up, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Minus two at Jet Life Stadium against the New York Giants. Total 43 and a half. Kev, what do you like here? I find this to be a really good game, but I kind of see Josh Allen getting off on this Giants defense. Um, I do. I, I'm a big fan of the Bills. The Bills are, they were the number one pass defense last year. I think they're going to continue to be that kind of defense. Now, the Jets had a rough go at it in their first game, so we'll see what happens. They kept them in the game. Uh, despite, despite four turnovers, that defense lasted and still only gave up 16 points. Mm-hmm. That tells you what kind of defense they're on. They're like, the offense keeps giving the ball back, keeps giving the ball back. Well, we'll keep stopping you. We'll keep stopping you. So at least giving our offense a chance to get back into the game. As far as fantasy is concerned, you start Singletary. You start Cole Beasley. I don't yeah. know if you want any other offensive players on that team. Singletary, 70 yards off of four carries. On four carries. But they did come out and say, McDermott came out and said that Frank Gore is our starting running back. He'll continue to be our starting back. Uh, running back. He's like, Singletary will come in second, and then we'll come in with TJ Yeldon. He's like, that's the way it, he's like, that's the way it will be. He was very clear about that, but I still think Singletary gets off. I still think Singletary takes that spot before the end of the year. Frank Gore is just not normal a normal human being he's in the alien category but um i think buffalo comes out and wins this game saquon gets off we'll see what happens with sterling Shepard. does he play does he stay questionable who knows and i'm feeling a little iffy on ingram because i feel like uh evan ingram the tight end for the new york giants because i feel like this defense is going to be able to key in on him there's only two people they have to worry about and the rest they can leave on one-on-ones because they're going to be young guys cody latimer is very questionable he didn't practice so he may not play the giants are so so down on injuries it sucks for them because i think the offense can be pretty good but um we'll see what happens i'm obviously going with ever ingram no matter what but i'm a little nervous yeah sometimes like when i like to discuss like you know like guys you want to start or sit like even though you're not happy about the matchup, you got to play him. Yeah. Um, Saquon's going to go off. You're never going to not start Saquon ever. in this situation. But um, actually, ever. You're right. You're right. never going to not no start no point him. in which I'm sitting Saquon yeah. at any time. Unless, of course, he's on his bye. <laughs> of course. Right. Then you obviously sit him. Um, but, yeah, uh, Saquon is going to uh, run all over this Bills defense. But, listen, I gave you guys the trend earlier. Okay. NFL teams that play both week one and week two on the road are two and thirteen straight up, one and fourteen against the spread. However, 
Buffalo didn't have to go nowhere. You know right. where they played last week, Kev? They played in New York. Jet Life Stadium. Right. What, an hour and a half? Yeah. Not only that, guess where they are again this week? New York. Jet Life Stadium. They're home. They probably stayed in a hotel. <laughs> they probably went to a local facility to practice. They didn't travel. Yep. And even if they did, it's not far from Buffalo. Right. Okay. That's another thing we want to point out. Might be something to look forward to week three. Buffalo's at home against Cincinnati. Granted, Cincinnati don't have a big travel spots. They went from, you know, Seattle. To, they're back home in Cincinnati. Then they'll be traveling up to Buffalo. Right. Buffalo didn't go anywhere. They didn't switch time zones. They're staying in New York all for all, the next three weeks. All the time. <laughs> you know, some of you guys out there be like, well, they stayed in New Jersey. Because that's where they play in New Jersey. I hate that. Always people cracking jokes. Oh, yeah, New right. Jersey Jets. <laughs> Cut it out. Where do you want to put a stadium in New York? Where would you have the Jets and the Giants play? All right, in Manhattan? This, right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody's driving to Long Island to watch them play, and we're not going upstate. So where else is it place to play? I could see the Empire State Building from the parking lot. Okay? It's, it's six miles away. Relax. Cool. Right. I'm with- Cut it out, people. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a complete stay away from me. I could see the Giants pulling this game out. This is just the Giants' MO. Yes. No Sterling Shepard. No Cody Latimer. All they got is Saquon and Evan Ingram. Win by 21. Old, and old Eli, and they blow him out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and uh, I don't, I dislike the New York Giants fans, and I obviously hate the Buffalo Bills. So this game to me is just a. Uh, I, I agree with you. The only way I see the Bills getting blown out is if their defense is continually put in the wrong spot. But if their offense is efficient and gives them time to rest each time, I think the Bills play in close games all year long. Yeah, and that means I don't want to lay points with them if they're playing close games. Right. So uh, I would lean towards taking the points with the G-men, but two is not enough. I don't like the total here. I think it's just a stay away. Start Saquon. You're never not starting him. Start Evan Ingram. Uh, Singletary's a start. John Brown. He had a, he had a nice he had a, he had a deep ball last week that turned but out really well. I think well. he's deep ball dependent. If I he doesn't agree. get that deep ball, he's going to get you three receptions for thirty eight yards. You Cole, know what Beas- I mean? Cole Beasley is the best start for this. team. Yeah, you know, in I, a PPR league, I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good. That's a good one right there. Uh, PPR league, deep leagues. Cole Beasley, aka the Beasles. Um, they don't have a tight end. Buffalo. I don't even know who it is, but it groomed. used to be Charles Clay. Yeah, Charles but he got I, hurt so many times. He was good. Yeah, he just Mr. couldn't Glass. stay on the field. Yeah, you know? uh, I'm not crazy about the the Bills wide receiving core, but then again, every receiver on the Cowboys had a touchdown, including their tight end. Their two tight ends. <laughs> right. Jarwin had one in an old crush. So Whitten. start all the Buffalo Bills wide receivers. Forget what I just said. <laughs> Start them all. Robert Foster, you know, get call. Zay Jones. Call, yeah, Zay Jones, who didn't have a catch. Call Eric Moons out of uh, retirement. Get him started, too. So, next up, Pittsburgh Stillers. That's what they call them. That's what they call them in Pittsburgh. The Stillers, minus three and a half against Seattle Seahawks. Total sits at 46 and a half. Kev, this total opened at four. It went up to four and a half. And now it's down to three and a half. Yes. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's betting what. What do you like? Russell Wilson, his middle name should be underdog cover. Okay. He does this. I There was a streak last year. I, I did not do this homework, so I, I can't, but I forget. Here, I'm going to give you my notebook. <laughs> even even the reference, but there was a streak last year on a podcast that I listened to where they where Russell Wilson had covered seven straight or eight straight games in a row. Something ridiculous. As an underdog. Yeah, as, as an underdog. So, 
do your research out there, people. Listen to what Kevin's saying. I'm actually going to go look into it because that's how I like to do. Right. You know I mean, when I get on the toilet bowl, I do my homework. <laughs> I'm going to uh, TMI, my bad, y'all. But li- look at that. Russell Wilson as an underdog, and put it in Google, Russell Wilson as underdog ATS. Something will come up. You might have to do a little bit of searching. If you want to win money, you want to win bets, you got to do homework. You have to. You can't just blindly bet. Unless you, you want to do that, uh, you can call me. I'll take the action. <laughs> That's but, me. I'm the blind. <laughs> cool. We'll talk about it. Look at that. I'm already going to. I'm getting a free protein shake next week. Oh, excuse me. A free cup of coffee, pumpkin spice, and I'm going to watch Kevin do 100 push-ups. So, you know. Go ahead, Kev. My bad. No, no problem. So uh, that makes me lean towards them pretty quite heavily. So and like in our shares league, I took them in our shares league. I put them into a parlay. I, I like I like the Seahawks to cover in this game about winning. I don't know. I'm waffling. I'm on. I'm, I'm tight roping the fence. I like uh, DK Metcalf has to be on your team as far as fantasy is concerned. It seems that Russell Wilson liked him. He had four catches for 89 yards. Tyler Lockett is a really big iffy right now. He's questionable. He did not practice yet this week. And he only had one reception for 44 yards. Luckily for me, it was a touchdown because I, I invested heavily. I thought with Doug Baldwin gone that Tyler Lockett would be that guy. But it looks like DK Metcalf is that guy. So... Uh, of course, you play Carson. Carson is the guy there. He had a very, very good day last week versus the Cincinnati Bengals, correct? That's who Seahawks played last week? Yes. All right, just making sure. But um, as far And then Pittsburgh, I still think you take everybody. You take Vance Dance, as Vince likes to call him. You take Juju. You take... Uh, you could be a little iffy on James Washington. I'll give you that, but I like him a lot. I, I he's staying on my bench. I'm not going to drop him. And you, of course, you take James Conner as long as he's playing. He also has some injury. He's questionable. Did he practice the other day that you saw? Um, gonna look right now. My apologies. Uh, James Conner was a full participant in practice yesterday. Be so, ha- so hit it. Get rid of that. In. Get rid of that question mark. Then that, yes. Um, as far as Tyler Lockett goes. Uh, he's still got the Q next to his name there. You know what I mean? Uh, the Q stands for questionable. And they're saying that he was limited participant in practice in Thursday. So that is good that he did suit up in practice. Right. So he is trending in the right direction. His injury is uh, his injury has something to do with his back. I don't know exactly what it is. But that's uh, not necessarily good for your wide receiver. But he did practice. Something to keep your eye on there. Um, I lean towards Pittsburgh in this situation. Uh, they are very good at responding after getting smoked. Yes. Um, Big Ben is Jekyll and Hyde, home and away. His home and away splits are crazy. He's very good at home, not so good on the road. Um, you got Big Ben as your quarterback. I throw him in there in my starting lineup. Uh, you know, obviously, if you have Big Ben, you probably don't have a better option. Uh, if he's your backup, you, know, you got a better option. You don't have to worry about him. He might be a guy that I could throw in the, into some DFS lineups for some value. Um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers bounce back in a good way here. Uh, Seahawks, I don't know. I don't know. I like Chris Carson. Like you said, DK Metcalf. If, for some reason, Tyler Lockett doesn't play, I'm all over the, the Steelers. All over the Steelers. Okay. Um, Dante Moncrief. Had a lot of targets. I believe it was like eight targets or seven targets. He was only three. That's what it was. Excuse me. Dante Moncrief had 10 targets, but he was only three of seven with those targets. Uh, Ben's got to get better putting it in in place, and he's got to get better catching the ball. So I like Dante Moncrief's upside in this game, but it's either going to be Moncrief or Washington. One of those two got to emerge. 
Breaking news, Sterling Shepard ruled out Sunday versus the Bills, reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN. So uh, get to your waiver wires. I don't know. I don't even know what Cody Latimer is going to do. He's still questionable himself. If you have Evan Ingram, he is absolutely a go for this week. You can also, uh, who's the other receiver there, Vince, that you've all, you've said his name a few times um, that, that he's popped up on the Giants staff, but Keep that in mind moving forward as far as the Giants and the Bills game is concerned. Also, I do love your point about Pittsburgh uh, fighting back. You know what I'm saying? After, Go ahead. Benny Fowler. Benny Fowler. So he's another guy who should be on your list. Of course, if you have Saquon Barkley, he's he's your man no matter what, no matter who's playing. But for that game, just so you know, Sterling Shepard out Sunday will not be playing for the Giants. But I do like your point about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their ability to come back. They're well coached. They do have good players. I do think Juju is what we think he is. I just think he he was bracketed. He had his first. They had a really good. Uh, uh, they had a really good defense. They played. Uh, on, in they had a really good defense they played versus the New England last weekend. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Who do you got winning the game? Um, Stillers. Stillers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of with you on that one. I still think Seattle covers, though. Okay. Now, and this is my question uh, for you is this is with it being such a tight spread, there's only four, three and a half, whatever it is out there, three and a half, four, four and a half. Does that cause concern for you? You're you're back in Seahawks with the points. You're under the assumption that the Steelers only win by a field goal. Right. I think it's going to be a super close game. Okay. And I only take that because I I truly believe there is no game that's over if Russell Wilson is involved. I love with Russell. It. So yeah, I agree. With I, you I, I like that's. I truly believe the dude. All he does is win football games. We I tell you this stat all the time, but he has seventy five wins. That's the most by any quarterback in their first seven years. Now, if they're blown out, they're blown out. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. And then I I would just be wrong. But if he's playing in a football game, I'm not counting him out of any of them. I usually don't like to bet against the Seahawks. I never bet against the Seahawks in Seattle. That's just uh, it's on my no-no list. I have a no-no list there. Some of them, <laughs> some of them are funny. Uh, shout out to our listener and a friend of mine, Money Maker Marquette. This is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. The guy never bet against Matt Hasselbeck. Never bet against him. <laughs> he always covered against him, so he never bet against him. I have a rule: I don't bet against. The Seahawks in Seattle. Just don't do it. Well, he should have when Al Harris took that baby back for a touchdown. Yeah, well. <laughs> you remember that one? Oh, we, we want the ball and we're going to score. Yeah, yeah. Shut your face, Matt yeah, Hasselbeck. Well. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't like betting against Russ, and I don't think I'm going to, but I do think the Steelers win this game. I said it before, guys. One thing that is scarier than a public favorite is the trendy dog. And I've heard three people already say they like Seattle. That kind of gets my ears perked up like a Doberman pincher. (laughs) So I'll say, what's going on here? Next up, Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans minus three, totals 44 and a half. What's going on here, Kev? I always lean towards the plus team when it comes to these division games because I think they're all close. They know each other. There's a familiarity, and it's like, what are you going to do? I've seen you do this before. It really just comes down to who executes better. I am, while I have players all over the Colts, so I do have 
T.Y. Hilton, and I also have Marlon Mack. I am also pumping the brakes on Mack this week. I'm going to stick with Devontae Freeman. For me, it's back and forth at my flex. It's either going to be Marlon Mack or Devontae Freeman for now until I decide to trade one of them, but I'm, I am going to pump my brakes on Mack this week because I think Devontae Freeman and Atlanta come back and show what they were made of, what they were supposed to show you in week one. Um, I stay away from Jacoby Brissett. If you have no choice but to start him, you got to find somebody else. This Tennessee defense is no joke. They are for real. This is the reason why I sat Baker Mayfield last week because no matter what, I knew he was going to have a tough day going up against his D. I don't want anybody on the Tennessee Titans. I don't have anybody on the Tennessee Titans as far as the offense because Marcus Mariota is Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know what you get. Last week, you get a guy who was phenomenal. He couldn't be stopped last week. And then this week, you might get something totally different. But if you have Derrick Henry, you start Derrick Henry. It's as simple as that. If you want to take a chance with those receivers, that's on you. Yeah, Mariota is the the classic seesaw. He did that to me one year. I had him as like my my quarterback number two, and he would drop 33, and then I'd be like, oh, you know what? I should start him this week. And then he had nine. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not messing with Mariota. Like Kevin said, there's only one guy on this offense that you could start for the Tennessee Titans, and that's Derrick Henry. Um, oh, Delaney Walker maybe? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, we, sorry, Delaney Whoa. Walker. <laughs> Time out. We completely forgot. Delaney Walker. Let me tell you all something. He... I have a honorable mention. I'm going to cut to it now. I have an honorable mention on my wits or against it, and my honorable mention is going to be Delaney Walker. Okay. Last year, the Indianapolis Colts were the worst team against the tight end. Keep that in mind. Delaney Walker looks like he's in rare form. Back, you know what I mean? I love Delaney. I, oh, I had him a couple years ago. He's going to be the number one option. He's going to be the number one option over Corey Davis, over, is it A.J. Brown? Yes. Yeah, A.J. Brown. Uh, what's his name? Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Uh, whoever the receivers are over there, He's Delaney the Walker is the number one receiver. Absolutely. Um, and the, if you're the Corey Davis owner, don't panic. You shouldn't have drafted Corey Davis anyway because he does this. He's going to come back and have 33 points next game. Right. And then the next game after that, he's going to have two. And then he's going to have 20. And then he's going to have 21 again. And you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to put this guy back in my lineup. And he's going to have five or zero. <laughs> Corey Davis is a no-go. I'm not wait and see about A.J. Brown, okay? He had three catches, 100 yards. That's not the kind of output you want to see. That's a deep ball yeah. guy. So I'm not saying don't get him. I'm saying wait on him. And if you grab them up this week, keep them on your bench, okay? Um, the Colts' defense is good. Darius Leonard's going to play. Uh, I have a, a season win total on the Colts, so I don't think I'm going to be betting against them often. And this ain't a spot I'm doing it either. I'm not sold on Tennessee. I know Kevin likes the defense. Uh, I like the defense of the Colts. Kind of leans me towards the under, but this is not enough points for me to go under um, 44 and a half, especially with the two teams' run games. So I'm passing on the total. I'm passing on the side. But you know me. You hear this? Listen. That's a notebook. <laughs> I'm old school. I write my stuff down. I got good handwriting too, so I can read it. Colts are... 17 and 3 versus the Tennessee Titans the last 10 years. The best win percentage over a divisional opponent in the league in that span. You keep that in mind, y'all. Wow. 17 and 3 the last 10 years. And that's with Andrew Luck in and out of the lineup. That's with a year of Curtis Painter. <laughs> Curtis Painter. Yeah, that's I, right. I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> last 10, you think about what I just said, y'all. That's with. 
Andrew Luck in and out of the lineup with a year of Curtis Painter. Okay? Think about what I just said, y'all. 17-3 and three last 10 years on the Colts are getting three points. If this number for some reason gets up to four, I'm back in the Colts again. Understood. That's all I got for this one. I'm taking the Colts in this game. Actually, I, I want to just touch on fantasy real quick. Hesitantly. T.Y. Okay. Hilton, stardom. Mm-hmm. Marlon Mack, stardom. Any Tennessee Titan, any Indianapolis Colts tight end, you got to wait and see. Um, the one that I would lean towards is is Eric Ebron. Um, but we're going to find out who Jacoby Brissett likes. It's either going to be Jack Doyle or Ebron. Mm-hmm. With Devin Funches going down, they do hold some value, though. Absolutely. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. Next up, America's team. The Dallas Cowboys, minus five at the Washington Redskins. Total sits at 46. Kev, what do you like here? I don't care how good Washington blocks, which is the reason why they had the lead versus the Eagles, but it's going to be a similar game. They're going to get loose on these boys. I don't even know if we should spend too much time on it as far as I'm concerned. You start every single Dallas offensive player that you have, whether it's Michael Gallup, whether it's Amari Cooper, of course, Zeke Elliott. If you have Dak Prescott, listen to the last episode where Vince goes back and tells you he told us before the season started, he told us in the summer what Dak was going to be. He showed it. The defense is legit. They have middle linebackers that are just tackling machines. They have Demarcus Lawrence. They have a Wouzier on the outside playing corner who ran down Barkley, by the way. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a quick, just a little tidbit on the NFL, he actually reached 22 miles an hour to catch up to Saquon Barkley, who had the whole sideline and nothing to impede him. And he was tested for steroids the next day. After that game, it was actually online. I checked; it was multiple sources. Even the NFL, the NFL, uh, NFL on Instagram put it out and Facebook that he was tested after that. He's like, he's, he's like, you know, that's what the NFL does, man. He's like, nope, I'm just fast. So I just thought that was interesting. I it thought is it was interesting. Fun. I thought it was fun. I didn't even know that, so that's definitely yeah. I, I was just I, I read all of those deep articles, those ridiculous. That's articles. what we do here the at the first stuff. pick pod, y'all. <laughs> that's what we do at the first pick pod. We're giving you nuggets. Remember what I said about the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Listen to what Kevin's saying. This is great insight. This is why we are diving in. We This is why we are an hour and a half into this right now. We are trying to give you as much information as we can, and we're trying to get you to winning bets, hitting on your fantasy, and overall knowing more about the game. And about your teams. So, you know, so I, I'm i super high on these guys. I do, uh, I want to continue to see what happens with these Washington receivers. What's Quinn going to do? What's McLaurin going to do? Are these, are these, are they consistent? Scary Terry. Uh, scary, right. That's well, what they call him. Terry <laughs> McLaurin, see. scary Terry. Right. And then, um, you, and then you have Adrian Peterson coming into the game, who I think is a good, solid flex start. AD. If you need him. I even think he could be an RB2 for you on that first and second yeah. down. I'm starting but, AP if I got him. Oh, uh, even against the Dallas defense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe in those boys. They really yeah. are good on defense. Don't get me wrong. I think Dallas is going to poo-poo on them, as you would say. Right. But <laughs> I still think AP gets his. Understood. Understood. And I, like I said, I would just wait on the receivers a little bit. I want to see what's going on in Washington. I do. I like Case Keenum a whole lot. I think he is a. I think he's a good NFL quarterback. I think he's right in the middle of the road. He's somebody I wouldn't mind having on my team. But I'm taking Dallas. I think it'll be a landslide by the end of the game. Yeah, Dallas minus five. I don't just the line is wacky to me. I know the divisional games stay close. I know these two teams play tough. And the Redskins always keep it close with Dallas. And they even pull out wins. I remember Colt McCoy on Thanksgiving beating the Cowboys with Tony Romo. Yep. So that's the thing that kind of scares me. I see this line 
And that's what I say to myself. It's five for a reason. Okay. You don't beat the books. Okay. They know what they're doing. Right. But I'm still not taking the, 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 the Washington Redskins. I would lay the five with Dallas Cowboys. Like Kevin said, I'm starting everyone. I'm starting Gallup. I'm starting Cooper. Obviously starting Zeke. I'm starting Dak. Even Witten, if you don't have a tight end that you like, I think Witten's decent. He's not going to get you 30 points. He might get you three or four catches a game, maybe with a 20, touchdown. 30 yards. You right. know what I'm saying? Or not. You're looking at 8 to 12 points with Jason Witten. Just know what you're looking at before you go into the game. Uh, I'm not starting Blake Jarwin, though, unless you're in like a real deep league and you're in real trouble at tight end. Um, I'm not messing with Randall Cobb, though. That, I think, is not going to be all the time. I agree. You know what I mean? Uh, on the Redskins side, I'm starting Scary Terry. I think eventually he's the number one receiver. I, this He looks like he has it. Uh, he's fast, but that's about it on that side. I know Kevin's going to, you know, I'm going to play the music. I'm going to cue it up for him and his Jordan Reed love affair. Uh, it's not a love affair. Oh, I just said if God. he can be my second, he is going to be. I, I just look at it Where objectively. Where is he right now? Is he in the hospital? Uh, yes, uh, actually, he's, he's questionable uh, as, as we surprise, speak. Surprise, surprise. He was in a concussion protocol. I wow. get it. But if he if you if he's going to be playing, if he's not healthy, he's not healthy. But if he's playing and he's healthy, he's going to get the targets. He's going to be the number one target guy. He's going to be the number one target in the red zone, and he's going to be the number one target in the middle of the field. Yeah. So just on volume, just on volume and objectivity, you keep him on your bench, and he would be a great fill-in for one week. That's the only thing I say. I'm not going to uh, stake my whole tight end position mm-hmm. on him, but as a second guy, I'm more than happy. Yeah, uh, I'm starting Dallas's defense. I'm not going crazy about what happened last week with Washington. I think that's more or less maybe the Eagles weren't ready for Washington. Washington game planned well. I'm not sure, but I'm not buying it just yet. Okay. Um, Dallas defense, I'm starting. You got AP. You got Christian Thompson. Get him out there. AP's going to get the carries, and Christian Thompson's going to get the catches. Yep. That's all I got and here. He's gonna get a lot of catches too. Yeah. Like he had eight catches last week. Yeah. So you know, expect that. I don't think that. I don't think that's out of the realm from from to have five five to eight catches per week, mm. and sometimes touchdowns out of those. He can get you ten to eleven points every week. I think. I'm laying the five with Dallas Cowboys. I know it's going to be a close game. They're going to scare me. The, the Redskins are going to pop up and be winning at at some point in this game. They might even be. They might even get that first score seven zero. Um, it's going to be close, but Dallas is going to get it somewhere going, and they're going to pull away. Next up, Kansas City Chiefs minus eight at the Oakland Alameda. <laughs> That's a little Chris Berman right there, but at the Oakland Raiders. This total is very high. Minus 53. It should be with those defenses Okay, what are we doing then, Kev? You like that over a forty? Oh, excuse me, um, like that over. 53? I don't know if I'm going to take that. You, I will almost never comment on over unders. I'm awful. Okay. I don't even know what to look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm awful at all of it, quite honestly. But every once in a while, I have somebody that I like that I, I feel good about that team. Uh, I think it's just clear that Kansas City wins. I don't know if they cover. After what I saw from Oakland, I think they're going to be pretty good, bro. Um, I think they're going to be able to get some points on this Kansas City. Defense, uh, obviously, Kansas City is going to be able to get offense. You start all of your Kansas City players. There's no reason to sit any of them. I start LaShawn McCoy. I start Damian Williams. I start Sammy Watkins. I'm, Of course, obviously, we're not going to have a conversation about Travis Kelsey unless you're just a novice and you don't know yet. But if you have Travis Kelsey and you don't know, you start him every mm-hmm. week. You only sit him during a bye week. 
I, I think you start all your Oakland Raiders. I think you start Tyrell Williams. I think you start Waller. I think you start Jace, Josh Jacobs. And I think you can start Derek Carr this week against this touch against this touchdown, against this team, especially the defense. Their defense is made to have a lead and get after the quarterback. They're not made to get pounded. So I think they're going to get scored on a lot. I agree with what Kevin's saying. Uh, the total here is very high, of course. It's always going to be high with Chiefs. Um, I like the total being high. Uh, this is somewhere where I would advise maybe a possible teaser. Uh, teasers normally are indicated as sucker bets, and they're not if you do them responsibly. I see one right here that I like already, and it's just in the back-to-back games. You could do a little Dallas Cowboys, okay? Uh, I'm going to break down a little betting insight for you here, teasing through key numbers. There are two key numbers to tease through, a three and a six. That give, that takes away the tight... The, that takes away the touchdown. That takes away the field goal. So what are you eliminating with a minus five spread with the Dallas Cowboys? If you do a two-team six-point teaser, you're eliminating that field goal. You're going to get Dallas at plus one. There's no such thing as plus one. You're getting Dallas at even. You just need Dallas Cowboys to win the game, which I think they do. It's going to be a close one, in my opinion. Uh, I'm still not taking the Redskins plus five just because I think there could be that last I don't say that last minute. That could be that touchdown at the end of the game where Dallas puts the nail in the coffin and ends the game. Right. Which happens quite often, though. You always see that happen. It happened with Drew Brees. It happened, well, it happened to the Saints, and then the Saints did it to the Houston Texans last week. Texas A&M did it to Clemson just to cover that game. But go ahead. Yeah, so um, that's what would get me to to taking the Cowboys plus one, teasing through that number, and then maybe taking this Chiefs-Raiders total down from 53 to 47. Um, I kind of like that a little bit. I'm not saying that that's going to be something I do because I'm still a little concerned with the Oakland Raiders offense. Yeah, it looked good, but they only put up, I say only, it's 24 points. You know what I'm saying? Right. I thought Denver's defense was going to be a lot better and it wasn't. Um, I think that the Raiders are still trying to find themselves without AB. Now it sounds crazy because he wasn't there half the time anyway, so they were able to work without him. But, but I, you know, it's still early. Still early, people. It's only week two. I'm fighting the urge here. I do like the over. I don't know if it's going to be a play of mine. As far as this total goes, it's sketchy. Guess what category the Chiefs fall under? Yeah. This is the third team that I'm going to point out this week. Okay? Third team that falls under this trend. NFL teams that play both week one and week two on the road are 2-13 and 13 straight up. And one and fourteen against the spread. I don't think the Chiefs lose this game, but I don't think they cover the eight. I'm not taking Oakland with the eight points. I'm very rarely going to bet against Andy Reid and this Chiefs team, unless they're laying very small points and the other team is really good. This isn't that case. Start your Chiefs. Start your Raiders. Offense galore. I I could see the over getting there, and like Kevin said, I like Derek Carr. Just a little. Little window into with it or against it. Next up, the Bears <laughs> minus two and a half in Denver against the Denver Broncos. Total sits at 40 and a half. That's the lowest total on the board this week, guys. Lowest total on the board. Kev, what do you like? 
I don't know what I like about this. I think this is going to be a defensive game. Obviously, all those line setters believe this is going to be a defensive game. It's at Denver, so they do have to travel a good amount, and they're playing at Mile House Stadium, which is not a my it's not a minor thing. Uh, these Denver players are used to playing a mile high in the sky, so that's that their bodies are used to that and the oxygen that goes into that. So you could see a, a more tired Chicago defense. I don't know if they prepared for that or not. I think this is going to be a tough place to start some players, I think. But now Denver, I don't think Denver's as bad as they looked in in week one. But I do think for Philip Lindsay and for Royce Freeman, it could be a tough day. Um, I would also be a little wary of even Cortland, Cortland Sutton and even Emmanuel Sanders. At least one of them. Whoever doesn't have Kyle Fuller, I think is going to have the day. And we Kyle, don't know that until the game starts, so that's right. something you can't call. Right, because there's no – it look, based on last game, Cortland Sutton is the number one receiver. Emmanuel Sanders is, is receiver two. So if I really had to make a choice based off statistics and things like that, I would say Emmanuel Sanders is going to come into this game as receiver two. But you never know. The defense dictates what Joe Flacco is going to, what Joe Flacco is going to do during the game. But Kyle Fuller's great. He's going to be in the face of whoever he chooses, most likely Cortland Sutton. And I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I pick this game. There's nothing that in my brain that says it's going to go one way or another. If I had to choose, I would go with Chicago. I think they have the better defense, and I think they have the better run game. So I do think they come out with a W. That's my outlook. So I want to point something out here, guys. This is a fantasy faux pas of mine. I'm checking a roster of uh, an opponent. I'm not playing him, but he's uh, in our 14-team league. I would call the guy out by name. I'm not going to do that uh, just because I know he doesn't listen to the pod. He's an old dude. I don't even think he knows how to work uh, his phone correctly. Um, But I I, I would call him out because um, I like to do that kind of things. I like to bust chops. Let me tell you something here that's a fantasy faux pas. This guy has Cortland Sutton in his wide receiver two slot. Say, okay, Vince, what's the problem with that? Guess what defense he got going? Chicago Bears. Right. What are you what are you asking for? What are you asking for there? You want Cortland Sutton to succeed, correct? Yes. You want points, correct? Yes. How's he gonna get that if your defense is the Chicago Bears? I agree with you on that. When that's one of those things that you do, I, I it has happened to me before because it's like then you gotta pick somebody else up, but then I like all the people on my bench and I don't wanna drop my defense because I don't wanna lose what I have on my bench. So I have been stuck in that position. But um I hear what you're saying. You you got to choose one or the other. In this case, I would choose the Chicago Bears defense, and I'd sit down, Cortland Sutton. Okay. It's one or the other. You can't do both. You can't have a receiver going against a defense. Now, the, the, I will say the receiver is the last option where I would say I have a scale of, you know, which player you start. The complete absolute no-no is the quarterback. You know, in this case, you don't have Joe Flacco starting. But if you had Joe Flacco as your quarterback, you do not start the opposing defense. That's the first no-no. It goes down the list as far as running back next, then receivers. I, you know, could couple receiver meaning tight end as well. But what if this happens, though? What if Cortland Sutton comes in with nine catches, he has 120 yards like he did last week, no scores, and the Bears win 24-3? to Yeah, that could happen. But that's also like taking a bet and taking this team plus six and then the other team on the money line. You're rooting for a very small window there. Okay. You're rooting for Cortland Sutton to get a bunch of catches but not score. Right. 
I don't like that. What is the point? Okay. I'd rather just not root for him to get anything. Plus, I think the Chicago Bears defense is going to shut him down anyway. Okay. And you have to see that as a fantasy owner. You have to see that as a football fan. So, uh, anyway, that's the fantasy faux pas that I have there. Um, hopefully, this guy, it's only Friday. Some people don't, because if you're a fool, you don't look at your fantasy lineup until you know Sunday anyway, which you should have already looked at it because of the Thursday night matchups. But uh, this guy better get it together here. And he has a wide receiver in his flex spot. So he can move that wide receiver to his wide receiver too. And there's a couple of dudes on this bench you could throw in the flex over Cortland Sutton. Right. Again, in my opinion. Sure, Cortland Sutton could go off for nine touchdowns or whatever the hell. You know, I don't see that happening there. I have a circled spot here. Denver Broncos plus two and a half at home. Do you know what team Vic Fangio used to coach for? Denver Broncos. No, no, no. Used to coach for. Bears? Yeah. I thought he it was w- the opposite way around. I thought he left. Oh, no. Matt Nagy's there. My bad. You were. My bad. Yes. But he is the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and he coached for the defense of the Chicago Bears last year. Right. I think he knows this team pretty well. Absolutely. He knows those defensive players, and he knows Mitch Bum. <laughs> Got to see this bum at practice every day, <laughs> throwing picks all over, trying to, trying to scramble the throw to Allen Robinson. Mitch Bum. I don't like it. With that being said, Denver is 7-3-1 against the spread at home in the first two weeks of the season. Keep that in mind. Denver is getting two and a half. I'm going to wait to the very, very last minute because I know there's a lot of Bears fans out there. The Bears are a public team. What does that mean? There are teams that are have fans not in their region. I'm sitting across from one of them. Kevin's a Packers fan. We live in Pennsylvania. He's lived here and where you've... Long Island. Long Island his whole life. He's a fan of a team in Wisconsin. They are a public team. Dallas Cowboys, public team. San Francisco 49ers, public team. Chicago Bears, public team. My brother-in-law is a Bears fan. He's lived in New York his entire life. That's what I mean by that. You very rarely... Oakland Raiders, public team. Very rarely do you find people fans of Cincinnati Bengals outside of their region. Right. Because they're not a public team. The Bears are a public team. What that means is I'm going to wait till the very last minute because I feel like the public is going to pound this. And if I could get Denver at plus three and a half, I'm on it. Denver at plus three, I like that. That's a lunch bet. But Denver at plus three and a half, I like that a lot. I like <laughs> okay. that a lot. Um, I'm not starting any. Any um, Bears offensive players? I don't have any Bears offensive players. Um, Tyreek Cohen, he'll get like 12, 13 points, give or take. I think uh, Montgomery gets a little bit more involved. Okay. But as far as uh, Denver Broncos, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, we'll wait to wither against it for the Denver Broncos players. Hmm, Denver Broncos, plus three, plus three and a half if it gets there. If not, I'm staying away. Next up. Nolans, <laughs> Nolans Saints, who that? At the Los Angeles Rams, Rams minus three total, fifty three. Kev, what we got? I'm leaning towards the Rams because they're home. That's really the only thing. This is a big game, actually, given what happened. What in the NFC Championship game, right? Is that what we're talking about? Oh yeah, where it was the pass interference call, right? Yeah. So there, there's gonna or be the some, no pass interference, uh, the no call. pass interference call, right? So there's going to be some emotions in this game. It's going to be a, a nice emotional one. Um, 
you start everybody offensively. Yep. On every team. No defenses. From, uh, no, right. From everybody every but everybody but the two tight ends on the Rams. Absolutely. I'm talking about everybody. Oh. Jared Cook. Malcolm Brown. Uh Trey Trey Quan Smith. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Ty Gurley. Jared Cook. Robert Woods. Alvin Kamara. Cooper Cup. Latavius Murray. You said Brandon Cooks, didn't you? No, you said Brandon Cooks. I didn't say Cooks, I said Woods. You said Brandon. Listen. All, all of all them. <laughs> Jared Goff, Drew Brees. Yo, if you got Alvin Sean, Kamara. if you got Sean Payton, start him too. Right. Shark, Sean McVay, they're all gonna score. This is gonna be nine hundred points. I don't know, Kev. What's what's what, who's? I don't know who wins. Of course, I like the over, but to me, that's like the squares bet out there. Of course, you know. Uh, again, maybe this one is one you tease down just to be. Uh, I'm I'm a. I'm a fan of the teaser only because I'm a wuss when it comes to certain things, and I just want to make sure that I solidify a win. The problem with the teaser is you got to find another team to pair with it. It's always hard to win two. If everybody could do that, they'd be smacking teasers left and right. There's a reason why you know you don't hit teasers all the time. Anyway, I don't, Kev. I don't really have a lot to this game. Like I said, we can keep it moving. Will Lutz. Will oh Will Will Lutz was great for me. I got fourteen from him. Greg last the week. leg. Greg the leg. Right. Listen. Everybody. Start everybody on these teams except <laughs> for the two tight ends in L.A. That's because they don't use them like that. Right. Um, Jared Cook will be used. So you want him starting for your team? I lean towards the Rams because they're home. I think that that might matter here. Uh, the Saints don't play as well away. They're not. They're playing outside. They're not playing in a dome. Uh, no. L.A. plays in a in a dome. No. They don't. Oh, they're outside. No, okay. But they don't have. Home field advantage, Kev. Cut it out. Uh, right. Well, not home field advantage, but if you put them in a dome, that's a, that's a different setting sure, for the Saints. But LA doesn't have a fan base, okay? There's going to be Saints fans there. I watch games in LA. I, you're going to see guys with, they don't even know what's going on in LA. People go to, people, let me tell you something. They go there to look cool. That's all they do out there, okay? <laughs> the only fan, there's only two fans in all of Los Angeles. Raiders? No, 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 no. In the entire Los Angeles town okay there's only two fans i'm talking and i'm talking all the major sports here there's only two fans jack nicholson and magic johnson what about snoop snoop is always at the lakers games yeah and you know what else he wears a steelers jersey okay (laughs) so i don't snoop my bad dog you ain't no fan whatever get out of here all right um I'm, i'm going over i'm not taking a side here and uh points galore Start all of them. Everyone, start Sean McVay. Start your kickers. <laughs> Next up, Sunday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles minus one and a half at the Atlanta Falcons. Total sits at 51 and a half. Kev, what we got? This is a rough one for me. The one thing I will say for sure, I think you need to start anybody who catches balls for Atlanta. I think they're going to have a good one here. Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley, and as a little a little foreshadowing towards that with it or against it, you might want to look at that boy in the backfield in Atlanta, Devontae Freeman. I think he's going to have a nice day. I think he's going to help balance out everything that, that was unbalanced versus Minnesota. I think it had as much to do with Minnesota as it also had to do with the Falcons playing poorly uh, in that game last week. But... The thing about Philadelphia that scares me is their cornerbacks. If they don't get pressure, which they didn't, they controlled 
Washington controlled my boy Fletcher Cox. Now, they have a very good offensive line in Washington, but if you can control that defensive line in the front seven of the Eagles, you can get deep on them quite often. That's what happened to them. Without a pass rush, their corners are not made to be by themselves. They're made to have a defense that gets pressure so they have time to do what they need to do. They're not talented enough to be alone. The safeties are good, but that's what really makes me nervous about these boys, and I'm leaning to that two and a half points with Atlanta in this game. I like that. Uh, you know what? I got something that's going to make you lean a little bit more towards that way. Okay. Again, people, my trends, it's not just one trend. You hear the trend, put it into your brain, and then do some homework going that way. Falcons are 10-1 and one against the spread. For people out there that don't understand that, 10-1. and one. So 11 times in this situation, they have won 10 out of the 11 times in this current situation. 10 and 1 against the spread in their last 11 home openers. Hmm. 11 years home opener. They have covered the spread 10 times. They're getting points. You don't even need them to win. Right. You just need them to cover by two. Right. One and a half, whatever. I'm seeing this all over. I'm seeing it from one, one and a half to two. I'm with Kev. If, uh, I, I, again, I, the Eagles, they're a popular team. They did good last week. The, the, the Falcons don't look good. It's Sunday night football. Okay? Keep that in mind, people. I'm going to tell you why. You know what happens at Sunday night football? I'm going to tell you. All day Sunday, you're losing. You lose 1 o'clock. You lose 4 o'clock. I got to get my money back. Got to get my money back. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to take the favorite because they're supposed to win. Eagles. Oh, they, was in, they won the Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> they just smoked. They came back from 17 points and beat the Skins. <laughs> Eagles got to win. I got to get my money back. So you know what that means? Pound, 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 pound. And guess what goes up, Kev? The Falcons. Yes. They go from, they go from two to two and a half. They might even go from three. So I'm going to wait on this one. If I can get three, if I can get the Dirty Birds at home plus three. You're taking it. I'm taking it. Okay. So, like Kevin said, Julio's getting started, Matt Ryan. You're starting all these guys, except I don't know about your boy Freeman over there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's a pass catcher, too. You know, don't forget I about that. I understand, but he ain't catch no passes last week. Nobody. Neither did Julio Jones. Neither hey, did, Calvin Ridley Calvin, was the only person who Calvin Ridley who held me anything. down, so I'll take hey, that. I was going to say, and he Hooper, had 16 points. Hooper, Hooper looked all right. Right. Hooper looked all right. So, uh. The best player on the team didn't have or had very few catches. So or let, let's be clear about that one. I think Freeman comes back and has okay. a solid day. All right, good. Um, Eagles, Eagles players, start them all. I mean, I, I you know, Aguilar is a little whatever. Eh, you ain't starting him. He's he's probably on your bench, buried somewhere deep leagues. He's on your bench. The problem here with the with Philadelphia is the running back situation. You don't want it. We don't know who's doing what. I got Miles Sanders, and he's staying on the bench until I think he's ready. He ain't ready. Because they had Darren Sproles with the most carries last week. Yeah. You know, Jordan Howard's over there on the sideline. I saw him. Have, he had the pouty face on. He had a high. He had a really good average, though. He did. He played I, well. He wanted more carries, and that's the problem. There's too many hands there. You got Miles Sanders. Darren Sproles looked like Darren Sproles of the, you know, of old. Um, and you got Jordan Howard. That's going to be the problem there with this Eagles uh, running back core. And if you wanted carries, go complain to your agent. Why did you go to the Eagles? Seriously. How do you not know yeah. what's going on? I agree there. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, I like him. Zach Ertz, I like him. Deshaun Jackson, I don't know about him yet, you guys. 
don't get, don't listen. I'm not saying he's going to do bad. He's not on my list of, of, of against it. But just don't expect the same output from him as last week. This is a different defense. I think the, I think the Eagles are a little bit better. They didn't show it so much last week. But we'll see. The only thing that makes me a little nervous, I think the Eagles' defense is the defense more likely to make a play than Atlanta. Atlanta's mm-hmm. defense is a sieve. All the thing they have basically right now is Grady Jarrett. He's the best player. He was the best graded defensive player of, out of everybody last week. He had like a 92.2 by Paul. Forget about Vic Beasley, though. Uh, Vic Be- uh, well, Vic Beasley, but he's not what he was. When I he agree. had 16 sacks th- th- three years ago, he's not that guy. Grady Jarrett is the guy. But they they were like a sieve. They're very young. So that makes me a little nervous. But it's gonna. I think it, you got to pound the over in this game, in my opinion opinion but uh that's that's the last thing i have yeah I, I i lean towards the over but i'm still worried about atlanta's offense you know what i mean obviously you're putting up 12 points they they didn't look good last week they didn't look good um and i'm gonna I'm, I'm wait and see on there but i do like i do like them to squeak this out or if i could like i said if i can get up to three three and a half i like them uh plus the points yeah. that's it for sunday night football that's it for that we're going to the last game of the week Don't worry, we'll be done in like sixty seconds. We know who's cut it out. Game. <laughs> cut it out. Look at he knows what's going on this week. <laughs> the New York Football Jets plus six and a half. The Brownies are coming into town. Cleveland Brownies. I actually have a bet with somebody right now. Um, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, we got a box of cigars on this game, and he actually, you know, what he did. Kev, he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, man, he gave me that." I could see it in the text, the <laughs> monotone voice. Don't worry about that bet. I know Sam Donald's not playing. I know Le'Veon's questionable. Don't worry about that bet, man. You know what I said to him, Kev? I said, I'm a man. A bet's a bet. Because <laughs> you know why? I I think the Jets covered this six and a half. I think you're right, actually. Hmm. I, don't right? Think, I don't think you're wrong, actually. I, I'm going to wait right up until the game. If C.J. Mosley's playing. Whoa. Why are you going to wait right up until the game? Because I need to know whether C.J. Mosley is playing or not. Any Any other reason? No. Not, not has, it wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that they're the underdog and it's Monday Night Football and, you know, maybe you might get, instead of six and a half, you might get seven. Maybe, but I wasn't oh, even okay. thinking about that. Okay. I, right. I, I, like, I thought I, you was learning a little something. I, I was not we, learning. We'll wait till week four. Maybe Kevin will learn that. I told you. I go but by- you guys don't wait. Don't learn. Learn. Listen. If you like the dog, wait until last minute. You know why? Because everybody likes the favorite. Yeah, they're I, the favorite for a reason. I, I was ahead. making my choice based off of how good I think your boy is at middle linebacker. He can literally, literally change the whole game. He changed the whole la- last game last weekend. He made the play. He scored a touchdown. He made all the biggest plays. He led to those. Uh, he was the guy who led to the other turnovers. And as soon as he left the game, the game changed. Now, there was other factors. I just believe he was the biggest piece of the pie as to why they were allowed to come back. He controls everything. So if he plays in this game... I'm less likely to take the Browns and feeling good about the Browns this week going into this game. But if if he's not playing, I am happily, happily taking the Browns in this game if he's not going to be on the field. However, I still might lean that way even if he plays. I'm going to make my choice that night, but it will matter what happens with CJ Mosley. Okay. And, uh, you know, no homerism here, y'all. It's going to be real tough for us to win. Right. Uh, but I personally do not think that Trevor Simeon is that big of a drop-off from Sam Darnold. Let me tell you guys something. And this is breaking it down. We're almost towards the end of the episode, guys. So if you're if you're uh, getting a little antsy in your pants there, 
We're almost wrapping it up. But again, we're giving you guys valuable information here. This is for the hardcore footballers. You can skip this part and just go to win it or against it if you just want your fantasy lineups. But this, we like to dig into those games. We love this part. Or this is for the people that want to win money. Let that me tell that you too. <laughs> this line was Jets plus two and a half. Without Sam Darnold, it's jumped to Jets plus six and a half. That means that they are valuing Sam Darnold at four points. They're basically saying Sam Darnold is worth four points into this line. I completely disagree there. And I'm a Jet fan. I'm a diehard Jet fan. Kevin knows this. And if you listen to me, if you know me, you know I'm a diehard Jet fan. Sam Darnold ain't worth four points. He's not that good. Not yet. Not yet. I hope I hope he is. But also, um, this is you know before the pod. I wasn't a fan of the Sam Darnold draft. I wasn't a believer in him in USC. He's a turnover. He was a turnover machine. And I'm not sold on him yet. The thing I like about the kid, though, I like, I like, I like the person. He looks like a guy that on Friday night, Saturday night, he's home with his girlfriend watching Netflix. He ain't out there getting into trouble. He ain't in the meatpacking district, you know, going out <laughs> on Friday night, you know what I'm saying, where he has a game on Sunday. Apparently, he's tonguing his girl down because he's got mononucleosis or hopefully not another chick because then you got another problem, Sandy boy. <laughs> but the point is here, I like the kid. I like that he's dedicated to winning, and he seems like a really good kid. And I like that. I like that for New York because it's a different town because we'll eat you up over there. You know what I mean? Uh, New York destroyed Mark Sanchez, and there's a lot of other guys that can. Uh, I don't think Sam is easily bothered by the the, the New York element. The circus. Which, yeah, which I like. So um, I don't think it's a big drop-off. And I think Trevor Simeon got a raw deal in Denver. You know, he was part of that quarterback carousel they had there Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch uh Robert Kelly and uh Brock Osweiler Brocktober all these guys that John Elway was trying to do and I think they kind of messed with Simeon because they had Paxton Lynch waiting in the limbs they drafted him in the first round I don't think Trevor Simeon is that much of a drop-off here is it a drop-off from Sam Darnold slightly yes do I would I rather have Sam Darnold over Trevor Simeon, absolutely. I'm getting all those things because you might want to pump the brakes on Robbie Anderson. Okay, Jamison Crowder, him and Jamison Crowder and Sam Darnold look great. I don't know about that chemistry with him and him and Trevor Simeon. I think they'll be just fine. Okay, he's going to need that safety. I'm I'm with you. I think Trevor Simeon's better than Sam Darnold right now. The only thing, only reason why I think he is below right now because you're wasting development time for That's, Sam. Yeah, Darnold. of course. Right. As, a, as a Jet fan, I want Sam Darnold out there because I want him to get better. Yeah, I right. want him to play against the Browns defense. Right. But as a game standpoint, to win the game, I'm cool with Trevor Simeon. I'm with you on that. I, I can't argue with you. I don't bet my Jets. I don't do it because it's my team, and I always think they're going to win, even though even though. Even even when I know we're going to get slaughtered against New England, at the end, if I wouldn't be a real fan if I didn't think we had a chance. Taking the Jets plus six and a half is not a bad bet. It, it, it isn't. I think they could keep it close. But I will tell you this. Not the kind of thing you want to hear. They could get smoked. Only good thing about that is you go to bed early. <laughs> or they keep it close and they squeak it out. One guy in this on the Jets offense that's going to get a lot of love. There's no question about it. That's Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely. He could have... Eight catches in this game and yes. a bunch of rush yards. But the Browns know that. The Browns know that. Also, keep this in mind. You know who was with the Browns not too long ago? Greg Williams. Yep. He knows this offense very well because he saw him in practice. Keep that in mind. And Odell started chirping already. 
talking about how dirty Greg Williams is, saying we got to watch out for cheap shots. Well, he is. That's fine. I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> I guess. Because let's, let's cut the junk here. Every coach has a little bit of dirty in him. You played football. I did. Okay. So you know every coach got a little bit of dirty Even in at him. the high school level. Yeah. So you, have, you ever have your coach tell you, make sure when you get off off the ground, you roach him? Yes. Okay. That's dirty. Well, well no, no, no. You push up off of his body. Yeah, that, that's, that's not dirty. Uh, I, that's th- not dirty? No. If I'm going to roach you on your back and I'm going to shove your face in the ground and get up, that's not dirty. Dirty is taking shots at knees, looking to break okay. body. I, but, that's a, what, but that's a little bit of dirty, pushing off a guy on the ground? No. Okay. You shouldn't be we there. Disagree. Why did you allow? Why did you allow me to pound you into the the ground that's your problem that's not my problem you should have and then i need to get up i need your body it makes it a little bit easier it keeps all the energy in my body <laughs> Yo, so i need to press up off kevin you. is justifying pushing a guy off the ground to help himself up and yeah saying that that's i not roast dirty. you and i need you to help me get up after i just beat you down and that's how, not you, dirty. how do you need how do you need them to help you get up well because i need because it's easier there's more like the ground is I hard love the fact that you're legitimately oh yeah I use their body. Justifying this. Yeah, it's like a like a pillow. It's kind of, it helps you as like a, a, a to get up. All, like you tell I, my my best football game is an offensive lineman. I have fourteen roaches every time. I would just use their body. Like hold up for a second, bro. And I just use them and push myself off of them to help myself up. There's a little bit of extra spring from the body rather than the grass. Now, for people out there that didn't play football, roaching means you're pushing the guy. Off of the, you're pushing yourself off of the guy on the ground, and and while you're pushing him, he turns into a, a roach because you're you're probably knocking the wind out of the guy, right. or you're leaning on his hip or his shoulder. Right. Out of my stance, I take yeah. him, I put him on his back like a roach, right? Yeah. I put him on his back, and then as I lay on top of him, I'm just gonna push up and get myself off off the ground off of him. Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate it, man. Let me help you up after you help me up. Actually, I appreciate oh, it. So but you so you I extend say, your you extend your hand. Yeah. I'll help him up oh, after okay. I pushed up off so him. So after you're dirty, you try to be nice. Yeah, after you're dirty. <laughs> get out like of here. It. But, like, like but seriously, though, with Greg Williams, though, he was he was talking about taking out guys' knees and taking hurting guys out the game. There, there's no kind of behavior coming from me when I ever play football where I'm trying to take some dude out of the game or hurt his knee. I'm trying to hit him as hard as I can, yeah, but I'm not, like, aiming for ligaments. But I hear what you're saying. I do. I still do think, though, I think uh, I think a money line on, on the Cleveland is probably the best is probably the best bet just for them to win the game probably stay away from the spread but depending on what happened with cj mosley i'll let you guys know in the next pod what i wound up doing with this one in our shares league uh but i'm definitely going with the browns winning this game okay yeah and and, and, and start all their offensive players i would too i i i know that our secondary is questionable uh i, I like trumaine johnson but Ever since he came over to New York, it's been a different story, man. Sometimes guys play a different scheme better than others. And out there in L.A., he had a a lot of other good defensive players to lean on, so he didn't look as exposed as he does in New York. We don't got that there. Right. We do have now C.J. Mosley. You have Adams. Yeah. You have your boy yeah. Adams, oh, well, who's great. That's my he's, dude. Un- he's unquestionable. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have the uh, as many as he did in L.A. So And Tremaine could get exposed by Odell or you know Jarvis. Uh, Jarvis Landry then Joku uh Chubb out the backfield start your Cleveland Browns uh you know everybody offensive players made. um that's it that's it that's it that's all I got there uh the, the one jet guy you want in there is Le'Veon Bell the other ones I don't know Kev Kev thinks that crowd is going to have a good one I'm not sure if the rapport is there they got an extra day to work with each other but I don't know if that's enough time um we'll see We'll be back in a second with Witter or Against It. 
back to the First Pick Podcast. I'm your boy, Mini Goombots. You know where to find me. Instagram, Twitter, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And you can find the podcast at the First Pick Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. <laughs> Kev, where could they find you and where could they listen to us at? You can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Twitter, on Instagram. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podcoin, and of course, Apple iTunes. Rate, review, hopefully five stars, nothing but five stars, but we do like criticism. DM us, hit us up wherever, let us know let, if there's anything we could do better, something you want more of. And on the last one, I know we went long, but that is the last one we did. That is for the footballers. We love that. We love doing the long dig into even into Arizona even into Detroit even into some of the worst teams in the league that that don't play so well the Bengals who are you know a lot of these teams don't make the playoffs a lot but we love that we're going to continue to do it we'll we'll keep putting out the fantasy extras there for those of you who just like the fantasy and don't love football as much as us but we're going to continue to go down that road we hope you love it Kev you start us off give us your first with it. My first with it of this week. I wonder if it matches yours, but I love Jared Goff coming into this week. He had okay. he had a really tough worst he had a really tough first week. His team still won. They they ran the ball very well, but Jared Goff had some games last year. He, I think he is one of the best valued fantasy quarterbacks in all of football with the offense with Sean McVay. I think he comes out at this Saints defense especially at the back end they have Marshawn Lattimore who's a phenomenal cornerback but outside of him they do have a couple good safeties there but I do think Jared Goff gets off I think it's going to be a high scoring game I'm with it Jared Goff I like that uh 18th against the defense there um I can't I can't argue that I think there's going to be points galore he's going to bounce back uh although the last time he did play New Orleans it didn't look so good right but I agree with you there my first with it I'm gonna stick to the quarterback I'm going to go with the Fresno State boy, Derek Carr. Okay. At home against the Chiefs. Points galore. Every time Derek Carr plays against this team, he goes off. He's going to have to keep doing that in order to stay in this game. He looked good. He looked good against Denver. They got a better defense, even though it didn't play so well. Um, you're going to be dinking and dunking to, to Josh Jacobs, Waller, Williams. I don't really know who else is over there, but I like Derek Carr. I think he gets a rushing touchdown, too. He's going to do a little scramble into the end zone. Derek Carr, I'm with it. Who you got next, Kev? Freeman. Devontae Freeman. I believe that Atlanta comes into this game, and they are going to pass to set up their run. Uh, the Eagles are weak. They do have a great front seven. So there is some risk in this with it. But I think Freeman has a great day. They're going to come out throwing the ball. They're going to loosen up that Eagles defense. Uh, Freeman is great out of the backfield. He's great on checkdowns. And he's just going to open up some lanes for him in this game. Freeman comes back. I'm with it. Carry on Johnson. Going up against the 16th rated run defense. I'm with it. He's coming back home. Didn't have a good first game. That's fine. Chargers defense can't stop the run. Carry on Johnson. I'm with it. I got no issues there. Who's the last one? Waller from Darren Waller from the 
Oakland Raiders taking on one of the worst defenses in the league, Kansas City. He was underrated coming in. He had seven catches. He had 70 yards last week. I think that continues. There's no AB. Like I said, I'm going to say it again. The defense is a sieve for Kansas City. They're not meant to to consistently stop people. They're meant to have a lead and get after that opposite quarterback. Waller comes out. He has another great Sunday. I'm with it. I like that a lot. Michael Gallup. Going up against the 26th rated defense against the pass. Kevin points it out very well. Everybody's going to be Amari Cooper this, Amari Cooper that. (laughs) Morgan's going to be on Amari Cooper. Who's going to be on Michael Gallup? Hmm. Nobody. You know why? Because he's going to be dropping touchdowns left and right. Michael Gallup, I'm with it. I got an honorable mention there too. Go ahead. Delaney Walker, honorable mention for my Wittits. And one more honorable mention. This one a blind squirrel could see. You start them all. All them New England Patriots. <laughs> the whole start team. them all. Offensive lineman. James Devlin. <laughs> the offensive Rex line Burkhead. Coach. Bill Belichick. If he if he if you can put him in there, put him in. <laughs> Kev, who are you against? The first one, I think this is obvious, but Philip Lindsay and the rest of the backfield in Denver, they're going up against the Chicago Bears. The the number one defense from last year are giving up 80 yards. They gave hell to Aaron Jones and the Packers last week. That front seven is spectacular. Aaron Aaron Rodgers came out and said, he's like, he's like, we were bad on offense, but he's like, that front seven was nasty, brother. Like he came, he made it very clear. He's like, they did stuff, and he was like, He's like, I, I had to shrug my shoulders. They were just flat out phenomenal. And I think they're going to do the same thing against the Denver Broncos and Phillip Lindsay. I'm against them this week. Guess who I got for my first against? Same it? one. I'm sorry, Phillip bro. Phillip Lindsay. No, don't be sorry. You know why? Because if you guys are hearing this, that's scary. Like Kev said. And we don't look at each other's notes, just so no, you know. We don't. we don't compare none of we that. We don't. So. I can't read Kevin's handwriting anyway. He's got pitching scratch. <laughs> anyway, listen. Phillip Lindsay going up against... The best defense last year. Right now, currently, again, again, one game sample size. They are the third rated defense. I'm not messing with Philip Lindsay. I'm sorry. This is going to be an ugly one. Philip Lindsay, I'm against it. Next up, Saquon Barkley. Yes, a surprise, a hot take for the week. I am riding this Buffalo Bills defense. With, How'd they do last week against Le'Veon, by the uh, way? They were okay. They gave up 23 points, but it, 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 wasn't, a, it wasn't some kind of fancy okay. game that he okay. had there. I think, they, I think with not having many other options out on the outside, you have Sterling Shepard, who was out this week. Uh, you have Cody Latimer, who is, you don't even know what's going to go on him. He's still questionable. You still, uh, you know, you have Ingram and all you, you have Ingram and Saquon. I believe this Bills defense is going to be able to focus on that, keep them under control, keep those big plays away from Saquon Barkley. And I think he, I don't, I don't think he has the day you expect him to have versus this team on Sunday. I'm against Saquon Barkley. Kev, you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Aaron Jones. Uh. I'm against it. Aaron Jones is going up against the number one rated defense against the run, y'all. Again, one game sample size. They shut down Devontae Freeman, one of Kev's with it. I'm not with it. I'm against Aaron Jones. And that's unfortunate because I got him in two leagues and he's riding the pine in both of them. The Vikings defense is for real. And I like this game under because of that. I like the Packers defense. This division has some good defenses yes. other, other than 
the Detroit Kitty Cats. Um, Aaron Jones, I don't see a lot from him. I also got the under 12 and a half points. We'll see. Because I want to see Kev get some exercise with them push-ups. <laughs> oh, no, wait. The push-ups was... The push-ups is the Ravens bet. Yes. But my... My uh, coffee, your coffee is Aaron latte. Jones. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to do extra cardio if I have a latte. By the way, Aaron Jones, I'm against it. Last one, Kev. We got Atlanta, Eagles, New Orleans, and Rams defense. Don't start any of them. These are going to be high-scoring games versus high-powered offenses with good quarterbacks. I don't want any of those defenses anywhere. Any of my team, I'm against all four of them. This one you might like, Kev. Okay. Stefan Diggs. Sit down, bro. I agree. You ain't getting nothing. Listen, Kev said it. He likes this defense. Jair Alexander, a number okay. one corner. Shutting him down. Thielen, he might get a little love. And this isn't going to be that case where you got one guy and the other guy gets love and the other one doesn't. Stefan Diggs, he didn't do good last week. He still got an injury looming. Stefan Diggs, I'm against it. And I'm going to say one more. Okay. Honorable, honorable mention. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's week two. This is going to happen for another 15 weeks. Everybody on the Miami <laughs> offense, I'm against it. All Everyone on the Miami defense, I'm against it. You don't want no parts of this team. If you got one on your team, get rid of them. Miami Dolphins, I'm against everything. And that's wrapping it up for episode 11. That's wrapping it up our with it or against it. We hope you guys enjoyed us digging in. Listen, y'all, you got all day Saturday and a little bit of Sunday morning with your breakfast to listen to this. Get all your bets together. Get your fantasy lineups ready and uh, make a couple bets with your buddies. Maybe you get some. Maybe you get to watch them do some push-ups. And while you're doing, while Kevin's doing push-ups, you know what I'm be sipping on a pumpkin spice latte. Cause I'm going two and zero against Big Kev. I'm about to make this a parlay and try to uh, try to uh, let's see if we can <laughs> up do this. Parlays, we, can, we can add something to this a little two team parlay. You, you always go into the parlays, bro. You always go into the parlays. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting us. Like, share, 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 share. share. Tell your friends. Um, you know who it is, Vinny Goombots. At Biggest Boss. Oh, my bad. No, nah, you good. It's all good. You, by now, you know what it is, but we still got to do it for the new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The First Pick Pod. Check us out. Like us on Facebook. You know where to listen to us. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Podcast Addicts, and stop playing, y'all. Get up on PodCoin. Kev, anything else? That's all I got at BiggestBoss76 on Instagram, on Twitter. Hit us up. Criticisms. Any place you're going to rate, five stars. That's it. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Sunday like we're going to. See you next week.